I'm a reasonable guy, but I've just experienced some very unreasonable things. Halloween too, though. Would you re- what <laughs> games have you been revisiting? Uh, Red Dead. I, run, pl- I played Red Dead and played it out. Finally beat it. <laughs> it's the first time I ever you, beat it. Where did you find your Red Dead? Huh? Oh, I, you f- I bought another one. Oh. Can you mail me your old one? <laughs> no. You already have it. <laughs> well, you said games. So that's weird. <coughs> Spider-Man. Uh, hmm. I've been doing a lot of reading. Well, I've been it's awesome. Plowing through the Dresden file books. Did you ever play the Spider-Man movie uh, game? Yeah, you did. No, you gave it a uh, no. Like it. No, I it enjoyed too it. Too good. No, I enjoyed it. Was it. Fun. Did you play the uh, Miles Morales shit? A little bit of it. I've Do you got have them. a PS Five. Yes. No, snap. Yeah, but I mean, you know how I am with video games. It takes like. It's got to be something like really special to grab my attention and have me beat it. Yeah. But Red Dead was fucking amazing. And it's funny, man, because like I was fucking nowhere near finishing the motherfucker when I thought that I was close to him dying. You know, Which uh, I guess I was I was getting close because he had kicked uh, Leopold out the fucking group. So I was getting close. I was a few missions away. So but, you're, it's kind of like watching the Batman then. Like you thought you were close to the end of the game. I thought I was close to the end of the Batman when I started watching it and I got tired. I'm like, well, I'll finish this tomorrow. And I was like, let me see how much I got left. I'm like, oh, I've got another hour and a half. I have an, a whole Batman sequel to watch. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, the game's really good. Super, super good. It is. It is. I, I had heard a rumor they were talking about remaking Red Dead Redemption. Like, like, just uh, like remaking it for like the next it. for the next gen consoles. Yeah, which I wouldn't be against. Yeah, I'd play the shit and, out I, of it. And Josh, I mean, I know you don't have a PS5 yet, but still, do you see where they're remaking The Last of Us? Oh yeah, and was Resident it? Evil Four. Well, we knew Resident Evil Four was coming because they'd done two and three. Yeah, but yeah, I'll uh, I'll probably pick. You'll mail me a PS5. Yeah, yeah, no, no problem. Are the controllers as cool as everybody says? The dual sense, yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty neat. The haptic feedback, where that's what I was talking about. Apply, yeah, where it applies pressure in certain yeah. situations. That's really cool. Does it ever like? Does that take, take getting used to, or does it ever like piss you off? No, well, I haven't been playing a lot, so I can't really say that it's been pissing me off. Well. In the time that you did play, no, it didn't like bother currently, me. The last time you played, did you get mad at your controller? No. Was it ever a situation like that where you're playing a game that you played before and you have kind of like that muscle memory type thing going on with your hands? You know. No. No, it's cool. It, it's a it's a really neat feature. Yeah. So you know, um, We're gonna we're gonna talk about Halloween two today, right? Wait, and, is that what we're covering? Yeah. 
I thought we were, we're doing teeth. Motherfucker, you you know we're covering Halloween too, but I, so I thought it was Beast Within. Yeah, yeah, right. So we're going to cover Halloween two today, and I know the last time we had talked about this early in the infancy of our podcast, you know, we had talked about Loomis shooting Michael Myers six times. While I was watching this movie, though, I actually did a count, and I you know there's got to be like a correction of errors. I know the movie said he shot him six times, but he shot him seven times. <laughs> did he really? He did. He shot him seven times at the end of the first movie. When you when you watch that little uh, recap at the beginning of the movie, yeah, yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think we talked about that in the last episode because I'm the one that brought that up. Uh, no, you didn't. Maybe, Maybe you did. did do his due diligence and uh, probably re- did re-listen to but, the episode. God damn. We shot him seven times. In the first movie, he shoots him five times. No, in I was the first like, that's so crazy. In the first movie, he shot him seven, right? Or no, you're talking about, oh, no, I get what you're saying. So in the, hold on. Did he shoot him five times in the first, first one? First time he shoots him five times, right? Really? And then in this movie, I agree, he shoots him seven. In the but recap. The whole time he's screaming. Yeah, he's screaming, I shot him six times. I brought Which makes up sense the, because it's uh, the average. Yeah, it so really average. Is. That so, is... I yeah, shot him the average of six times. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I shot him six times does sound better than I shot him an average of six times. <laughs> and then he plugs uh, so his ass with six more. So Loomis knew what he was talking it. about. I guess he did. So he did. Welcome to the Very Unreasonable Things podcast. I'm Billy Bone. Daniel Sanders is here. Josh Lindsay's here. Howdy, howdy. Hello. As you may have guessed, we're going to be talking about Halloween too. Yep. So, anyways, we're you were be saying talking about Halloween too. All right, yeah. So, so sexy boys, um, when was your 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 first experience with Halloween two? And Daniel, what's your favorite Jamie Lee Curtis movie? I my first time I saw it was uh, probably nineteen eighty two. And favorite Jamie Lee Curtis movie is probably uh, a fish called Halloween Wanda. Resurrection. Halloween Resurrection, even better pick. I dig it. Yeah, Bone, you're older than us. Did you see? This and in I the ranked theater? it six out of five. <laughs> so, no, you dickhead. I didn't see it in the theater. <laughs> Not that much older. <laughs> Fuck. Um. And I want to be consistent. I, I, I want to say, I don't remember exactly when I saw Halloween 2, but I've said this before. My first Halloween movie was Halloween 4. And then I want to say, I think it was Halloween 5. And then I went back and watched Halloween 1 and 2. Because so I think I was in the third grade and I saw a preview for Halloween 4. And I was like, oh, that looks cool. Because at that point, I'd already started, yeah, you know, I've been watching Nightmare on Elm Street. Friday the 13th and things like that. And it's like, Oh, Hey, here's another masked killer. I got to check that out. And so I started drawing pictures in school of Michael Myers and shit, you know, haven't even seen the movies at that point, but I was kind of enthralled. Those aren't like serial killer tendencies. So you're good. Draw- yeah. It's just drawing pictures. I wasn't sharpening knives, but did you later masturbate over the pictures? <laughs> <God damn. laughs> yeah. That's not a good sign. 
So <laughs> it might yeah. just be how good of an artist he is. It's like, oh my god, this I've got to ejaculate yeah, to over this he, great yeah. picture. It, it wasn't was, even the blood and the mass murder. It was like the sky and the trees in the background were so good. Just self appreciation, like, oh my yep. god. <laughs> Isn't that what masturbation is anyway? <laughs> we'll have to ask George Costanza. He could tell us. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm not exactly sure of the date, but it was after I saw part three and part four. And it was after I saw part one. Not three and four, I mean four and five, and then after I saw part one, part three, and I know we'll talk about this again, was the last one I saw of like the original five. And part of that was just because it was hard to fucking find and see. Yeah, it it you know, it wasn't on AMC. It didn't yeah. have that cult following like it does now where people are, you know, tripping over Revisited themselves. To, and, yeah, they're tripping yeah. over themselves to jerk it off. Yeah, exactly. And, and rightfully so, you know, I was say rightfully so, despite yeah. Daniel's ranking of number thirty or whatever he gave it. It was number thirty one. Yeah, I'll I'll never <laughs> forgive Daniel for that. He's dead yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <clears throat> um, but yeah, like even in the rental stores and shit like that, whenever you would go looking for these horror movies, you would never find three. You wouldn't see three. Because I'm guessing no one was renting this shit because there's no Michael Myers in it. And obviously, what? if it's like, okay, there's nobody renting this movie, we could use that space for a movie that people will rent. They'll stop fucking stocking it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, definitely, I could see that. And, you know, and some movies were just harder to find than others. Uh, we've talked about this with previous movies in the past where they were hard to come by. But I could definitely see that. You know, you're making a shift, and you know, and it was brought up in the Friday the Thirteenth episode where they talked about wanting to make Friday the Thirteenth an anthology. <laughs> and I know that that was kind of what Carpenter had wanted to do with Halloween. Also, it was like, hey, let's make it an anthology. We'll do different stories. But you kind of fucked up and made the first two movies about Michael Myers. It's hard to break away after you've made two movies about one thing, right? And now you've got this iconic character. If you wanted to make an anthology, then that first story should have told the story of Michael Myers, and that should have been it. And part two should have went on and been the anthology format and done something different. But now you've created expectations. Well, especially at that time, because this is 81. And what else comes out in 81? We just covered it. Uh, Jason. So now people, so now you're starting to see the beginning of these um, iconic slashers. So when you release Halloween three, and you had Michael Myers, you know he's already got more screen time than Jason at this point. You know, uh, you're going to leave people disappointed. But we're talking about like movies that were hard to come by. You know. Um, we all grew up around central Mississippi and well, that's not accurate. I, that wasn't until I was a teenager when I got to central Mississippi. Well, you're still growing as a teenager. I hope you're still growing as a person. Mm. No, no. I mean, if you see my bald spot, I'm actually losing. Yeah. And you're that's shrinking. true. That's yeah. true. But, which but I okay. thought I was. Oh, go ahead, continue. No, I was going to say, and Daniel, okay, you can back me up on this. Uh, Bone, won't you just sit there, uh, look cool, and shut the fuck up? Uh, me and Daniel <laughs> talk. Uh, you remember, and we had like three movie stores, movie rentals. Motherfucker, know, I up. know the rental stores in. No, 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 Bone. No, no. You didn't did grow vi- up in. I did visit during the summers. 
Okay. Well, well, maybe you can attest to this, but for some reason, and this wasn't on TV. So, like, I saw this movie way later, but Friday the 13th, the final chapter, you could get all the Friday the 13th, all the nightmares, maybe all the Halloweens, maybe Halloween 3 wasn't there, but the final chapter wasn't on TV, and you couldn't find it in, like, the three, you know, movie rentals. So, like, I didn't see Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Daniel, do you remember me, you, and Will winning it, renting it? In Philadelphia one night. That's crazy because I don't remember it not being around. That's wild. I was going to say, I don't either. I mean, I wasn't saying I do remember us, you know, getting it and watching it with all. Because it was the first time I'd, I'm like, oh shit, you know? Yeah, because I remember us laughing our fucking asses off at that, the dancing. Let me ask you a question. Were y'all trying a few times as well? Were you guys trying to rent it during the summer? Because if it was during the if it was during the summer, I may have had it rented. Because I don't remember it being hard to find. What I do remember, since you brought it up about VHSs, was that the copy of Friday the Thirteenth Part Five, and I know we're talking about Halloween too, but just we're being nostalgic right now, talking about the the VHS store. Um, Friday the Thirteenth Part Five, though, that came from. VHS store. What, yeah, it's a call, it's a call back to Daniel. <laughs> when he called that dad, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to let that die. It's the greatest quote in the history of mankind. I do what I can. But uh, was it Howl's maybe? Or it might have been, uh, was it Sun? It was Sun Video, Sun right? Dance. No, uh, Sun Sun videos, sun. yeah. I was right beside the old Walmart. Sundance. Oh, sun yeah. Dance. You know that famous festival in Utah? Well, they started well, a fucking yeah. VHS store in Carthage. <laughs> right. Well, I almost said Suncoast, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's the store from the mall. Yeah, uh, that's a good R.I.P. store too. I know. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. But their copy of Friday Thirteenth Part Five, when you got to the end of it, and it had this scene of Tommy Jarvis like holding a knife. It just cut Spoiler. out. Spoiler. It just fucking cut out, and it was static. And you, you know, no matter what you did with the tracking, you couldn't fix it. So for the longest time, I didn't know what fucking happened in that scene. But it ends there, doesn't it? Yeah, but even if you fucking pull up credits, no, it, there's some. I mean, well, there was like thirty to forty seconds that were cut out, so you're just led to believe like something happened. Because then, yeah, like, once it co- happens, right? But I don't think so. But once it comes back, though, it's credits. Yeah. But if you've never seen the movie in its yeah, entirety, you you're just letting like, oh, something fucked up. Yeah, you're like, something happened. Did he kill her? Did he not? And so, for the longest yeah. time, I didn't fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like Sundance would have had a better copy. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, they would have. They would have had it on like uh, sixteen millimeter, you know, reels of it. Uh, yeah, you know the thing I remember about Halloween too is it being, uh, and I don't know. It it still might be. I don't know what AMC does now, but just being a mainstay in October on AMC. Like, yeah, they still do that. Where it's like whenever it's uh, October, they do like a Halloween okay. whole deal for amps. But now it's full of Walking Dead shit. But they do still play horror movies and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah. that's true. Yeah, 
That sucks. But that's where I first saw it. Which well, I'm assuming we all watched like the theatrical version. Uh, how did you watch it? Did you have it? On, did you have it on DVD when you watched it, or did you watch it on streaming for this? Uh, iTunes. I bought it on iTunes okay. a few years ago. Okay, no, maybe a year ago. So I'd got the the Shout Factory set when it had become available to 15 disc one, and it oh, actually right. has it has two versions of a uh, Halloween two on there. You have the theatrical cut, and then you have the TV version. And I thought about watching the TV version to fuck with you guys. But I was like, no. Let me watch. The- you would have missed some titties. I mean, what? really, right? That's about it. And a couple of kills. Well, that, but, and, you know. Well, so one of the versions, and I can't remember if it was part two or if it was part one, they added some shit to it to uh, account for stuff that got cut out to make the runtime uh, longer. Oh, if there's some deleted scenes in there or something. It might have been part two. I don't remember. Now I feel like I need to go back and watch no, it. No, I think. I think. They did add for the first one. If I'm not mistaken, I really wish we were a professional podcast and we would have all bought the book. Um, what's the book called? Something the shape. Oh well, I didn't know there was a book. I'd have bought it, man. Yeah, it's uh, it covers the making of these movies. Apparently, oh. it's really good. It's something the shape. God well, damn it! Well, if you can find out the title, let me know because I was at Barnes and Nobles yesterday looking at their fucking movie books looking for shit about horror movies and couldn't find anything worth buying. Hang on. I this is gonna bug me. Yeah, uh Vamp, Vamp, Vamp. So the anyways, Shape of Horror. I, all right, so we're just The Shape we're, of Water. We're guessing That's titles a movie, now. Right? Yes it is. I think The Shape of Water won an Oscar. It got best picture, didn't it? The Shape it of did. Killer. The Shape of Killer. Yeah, that sounds like a B movie right there. That sounds like some shit you would see on like fucking Cinemax three. Michael the Shape Myers, a true underdog story. That sounds like a <laughs> taking shape, taking shape, taking, taking shape. shape. Yeah, and they've got two books out because the second book is about uh, never made sequels. But I do think they added stuff to the first one. It's supposed to be really good. I'll, it's, it's on my Amazon wish list. I I just I'm a destitute motherfucker. Not trying to brag. Not trying to brag. Uh, but apparently they did add scenes to the first one. Josh, um, you know, I had you pegged as a, the TV. I had you pegged as a drifter. Well, I mean, what's the difference? They both start with D. <laughs> no, I, mean, I was just, it was a Simpsons reference. Oh. <laughs> when they took the aptitude test and he's like, when Bart like scored as like a police officer or whatever. And the guy's like, Police officer, that's odd. I had you pegged as a drifter, and Bart's like, Drifter, cool. He's like, Lousy, no good sheriff for to me out of his town. I knew we had to squeeze the Simpsons ref in here because it wouldn't be like a three man podcast without that. I feel like you went a little obscure with that, though. Well, you do strike me as a drifter with this uh, fucking beard you got going right now. Yeah, it's going to come off soon. It's pretty uh, majestic. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to go with the five o'clock shadow with the mustache. That's what I want to do. Dude. But uh, we should all do mustache at some point. Yeah, I think we did it one time, didn't we? I, I took my I, I no, like, I've never had a mustache. No, it wasn't you guys. I I tried to talk everybody at work into doing mustaches, and so I shaved and only had a mustache, and then nobody showed up with one. It was just me. Like you, mother. How long did you keep it for? A couple of days. 
Yeah, for me, whenever I was having to work on the barges and shit, uh, you had to. The only thing you could have was a mustache. And you had, you had to put a mask on because if you had to put a mask on, it won't get a seal if you have a uh, like a full beard, which I can't grow anyway. Like I, me neither. I would never have a problem with me. But like, if you needed to put a uh, mask on, like SCBA or whatever, um, it wouldn't. I'd have seal. to shave. It wouldn't yeah, seal. That's why. Yeah. You, you know, that's why Dad always had to shave. He always had to keep just a mustache and maybe a little bit on his chin. But anyway, could, I would just could shave all grow the a beard? shit off. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I've a always good seen thing. him just with a goatee. Yeah. It's a good thing that this podcast isn't about beards because it'd just be Josh. Oh yeah, for sure. We wouldn't. Me and Daniel wouldn't be allowed on. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, um, is definitely scraggly. Mine's Mine patchy. Not come in at all. Mm-mm. Josh, tell I, us how it feels to be able to grow a full beard. You know, and in, in all honesty, I don't think I was able to grow a full beard until like uh, early thirties, and I never did it. Oh, early 30s, so I'm 42 now, so if it hasn't happened, it probably isn't going to happen. Well, you know, well, when you think about it, you would think like, oh, either either you can grow it at 18 or it it won't happen, you know? But, um, yeah, and, and even mine, like I'm not, I don't know. Uh, like yours it, is... Pretty good. I mean, I'm not you have trying a to full beard on your. Face yeah, right now. I'm not. I'm not like trying to like <laughs> boost your ego and shit. But yeah, your your beard is pretty full. Josh yeah, sold I mean, the soul there's no the devil. There's no for a fucking spots. beard. Like, dude, what? You should have wanted fame and fortune, but he just wanted. That beard, <laughs> he just wanted man. a full beard. Well, he hit that midlife crisis at 34 years old. Was like, yeah, that was it. I went Satan, down to the crossroads. Yeah, I wish you'd so have told me. I would have went with you. Comes <laughs> down with a saxophone. It's like you. So you want riches? You want to make you the best saxophone player in the planet? Like no, 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 man. I, I, mine's easy. I just need. I just want a beard, dude. <laughs> I just want a beard. Yeah, but yeah, we should do the mustache thing and go on Twitch. Well, you know, I I think I had created a channel for this podcast and. Originally, the hope was that we'd all get together and like play Friday the 13th or something like we used to, but we need a full-ass crew to play that because there's no dedicated servers anymore. And if somebody leaves the game, or if somebody gets killed early, they can leave the game, and if they're the host, then the game is over, which sucks. So we need like seven or eight people to play, and I don't know if the people that like me and we used to play with on PlayStation still play, like Clunker and... Some of those guys. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm but, sure they don't. But I would like that was the whole idea. It was like, you know, hey, I'm going to create this very unreasonable things Twitch channel. I created a YouTube that I've never done anything with. Like, we could do shit like this and post it. And I feel I was like, that'll be fun. So I was thinking about actually, since I got the quarry, like maybe doing some gameplay of that and then, you know, putting it up or something. I don't know. Or we could just go on Twitch and just bullshit. I mean, that's what a lot of the chat section is mm-hmm. in Twitch. It's just bullshitting. We could. Now, Halloween 2. 
came out mm. in 1981. Halloween yep. came out in 1978, right? Yep, 78, yep. Released on October 30th, 1981, to be precise. Ooh, what a beautiful... They should have gone like seven days before that. That is so... That's weird, right? We, you feel like, and I haven't looked at the calendar, but that had to be like a Friday, right? I'm sorry. Go unless like 1981, unless Raiders is getting that weekend. Go back a week to get, go back two weeks to get this full take Halloween advantage, crowd. Take advantage of October. Yeah, that's yeah. weird to release it on the 30th. That's weird. So, yep. 92 minutes long was directed by Rick Rosenthal, who. Directed, John Carpenter suggested. Yeah. But also directed Halloween Resurrection, which is bonkers. Now watch watch both those movies back to back. Watch this one in Halloween Resurrection. And- well, yeah, that was kind of my point. Like, yeah, one of them's utter garbage and one of them like It's solid. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um also did an ep- did like I think seven episodes of Smallville. Daniel, you watched that show, didn't you? You look like a small yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever and, it was on in 2001, right? Yeah. It came out 2001. I don't know. About then. And then he yeah. directed two episodes of a better show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. So we've covered y'all two. Has he directed any Curb Your Enthusiasm? No. Okay. Uh, we can't help it that you didn't watch any fucking CW shows or whatever they were. <laughs> it is funny how you just mentioned a random show I watched when I was 16 years old. And then you mentioned a show that was from the same era. And he was like, well, that covers y'all. Y'all are going to be associated with this fucking show. Let me pick something that's highly regarded. Yeah, like right. The best. Like, Whoa. Josh, you know you fucking loved Wings. Wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, okay. Did he did he direct Wings? There he you did. go. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of people love Buffy. I mean, I can't help it that Smallville sucks. A lot of people love Smallville, too. Yeah, uh, I don't have to apologize for it. I just never watched oh, it. I'm not defending No, shit. you know, I, um, Thomas Jice, you know... Uh, Tom, y'all know Thomas, but uh, my best friend, yeah. yeah, my best friend from high school and all that. I think he was a big fan of Smallville. I think that a lot of people who liked comic books and like you know wanted to was interested in seeing the childhood of or the growing up development of Superman was in, interested in it. But just like yeah. any other show, I mean, you get several seasons in and they're not developing powers anymore, and it's just a it's just a teenage love story should, should, fucking should show should have watched, watched Buffy know? people were always getting new shit anyways um, the movie was directed by well we already said that no I'm sorry who <laughs> got powers in Curb Your Enthusiasm that's the fucking question I got. Larry, oh, Larry David, David. <laughs> Larry David has powers you didn't me. you didn't see him fly in season, season 7 I didn't see anything in any season <laughs> Hey, hey, here's a hot take for you. I love hot takes on this podcast. Um, I'm a contrarian. Curb your enthusiasm. You are goddamn right about that. Well, I don't know about that. I was going to say you are a contrarian. That's what I was agreeing with. Well, Um, people perceive me as a contrarian. I'm not. It's not a perception. It's reality. It's, well, agree to disagree. Curb your enthusiasm is better than (sighs) Seinfeld. Anyway. So... Written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. Do we I need to talk? What, 
Do we need to and talk about other movies? Well, by yeah. John Carpenter. And Deborah Hill, more of a producer than a writer. She only wrote like four movies with John Carpenter, but we don't have to talk about the other movies. We know what they've done. We've talked about John Carpenter and Deborah Hill before. Um, like, we all love John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, right? Love yep. them. RIP, okay. Deborah Hill. And, um, you know, Daniel doesn't yep. like surprise questions, so. I'll skip him. Josh, I think we talked about this before. What was your favorite John Carpenter movie? Oh, The Thing. The Thing. Big Trouble in Little China. All right, let's move on. Or do, would you like Over to Over The Thing. Out? Well, we Over are the thing. We, uh, yes, we, I we love Big Trouble in Little China so much. We could cover it. I we covered it so that much. Last, uh, Halloween it's episode. So much fun. And I, Mine was and, the and thing. It, and it's not to say that the thing is bad. It's like a 1A, 1B type thing. Yeah. But I just love Big Trouble Little China. Like, I mean, our goddamn podcast is named after it. It is. To the point where I bought you a a Jack Burton shirt, like the shirt he wore in the movie. Which I still wear on the reg. Yeah, because I wanted somebody to have that shirt, and I knew I didn't have the physique to pull it off. Oh, I don't have it now. Trust me. But... But yes, to the point where I bought a fucking Big Trouble Little China board game I've never played because you know, you live in Sweden, Daniel's in Mississippi, and works and but still. Um, anyways, the movie stars Jamie Lee Curtis. We've already discussed that Daniel's favorite Jamie Lee Curtis movie is A Fish Called Wanda. She was no, also did, no. Josh said that I said it was Halloween Resurrection. Oh, yeah, he did say Halloween Resurrection. He did. He's a big red res head. And I saw Halloween 2 three years before I was even conceived. <laughs> I would know. I know. I wasn't going to say anything about that. I wasn't going to call you out <laughs> for your bullshit. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was also in True Lies. She was also. She was also in. Knives Out. Jamie Lee Curtis was also in Knives Out, which I love that movie. I don't know about you guys, but I fucking love Knives Out. I do too. And, and I think it was my favorite movie of that year, honestly. Yeah, that movie was so good. That was the mystery, <clears throat> right? Yes, with Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Ryan Johnson directed it. Yeah, it had uh, Daniel Craig and Captain America. I'm just drawing a blank on his name. I just all Chris seen. Evans. It had it had my favorite working actor, Tony Collette. Dude, uh, so phenomenal. Such a good movie. I think I gave it five stars on Letterbox. Love that movie. I mean, when and you I'm were ex- updating it. I am excited, uh, and I know that the sequel can't possibly be as good, but I'm still excited about Knives Out too. Yeah. But you also, okay, okay, just to circle back to Jamie Lee Curtis, we also have to acknowledge um, at this time period, Jamie Lee Curtis was the scream queen. She was, and that's why I didn't mention any of her movies because we've talked about this before. That's why I was talking about True Lies, Knives Out, and Freaky Friday which I've never seen because why would I? You're not a 15-year-old. Exactly. Girl. Yeah. You should watch it since you can't but Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis has been in movies for sure. She has been. Mm-hmm. And she oh. was looking good and true lies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I will eventually get to it, but man, in this movie... That might be the last great hour. wig, movie. her wig is out of control in this movie. So yeah, yeah. yeah she does we uh, she's having a fucked up hair day the entire time. 
We we also have Donald Pleasance back as Doctor Loomis, uh, the great Donald Pleasance. And yes. and I don't know if y'all noticed it, and we'll talk about it when we get there. But Loomis has a character arc in this story, and I, I've got some notes on it, so we'll talk about it. But Doctor Loomis, uh, not Doctor Loomis, Donald Pleasance uh, did a lot of work with John Carpenter. He did a bunch of other movies, but who cares? Worked with John Carpenter and did a few movies. Was the president of the United States in Escape from New York, which I may have mentioned before, was in a uh, was in um, Prince of Darkness, was in Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, and was in one of my favorite Disney movies as a child, Escape to Witch Mountain. Don't think I ever saw that one. Uh, mm. No, that's. It came on like it came on ABC a lot. That's why I was able to see it. You know, they used to do like that magical world of Disney or whatever. <sighs> yeah. So Escape to Witch nice. Mountain. Yeah, Escape to Witch Mountain would come on there quite a bit, and that's where I was able to see it. You have Dick Warlock playing the shape or Michael Myers. Dick Warlock, you know, for the the hardcore movie fan will know is Kurt Russell's personal stunt double for like 25 years. Oh, that's crazy. And yes, what I know. I'm about to have to pause. It's the fucking weed eater outside. Hold on, I'm pausing. All right, Daniel. Yeah. Scale of one to 10. Honest answer. How great of a name is Dick Warlock? It's actually a great fucking name. Like Warlock is a badass fucking last name. You know what I mean? And then, you know. Your first name, Dick? I think he missed his calling. Honestly, if my name was Dick Warlock, I would have a shirt porn made that says, I am Dick Warlock. I mean, really, right? And yeah, you'd have to get into some type of fantasy porn, right? Like that, that was his calling. He's like, yeah. nah, I want to do other things. I mean, I'd wear a wizard hat everywhere I went. And people would look at me weird. I'm like, I'm Dick Warlock. Just be like, I'm a warlock, bitch. I'm a warlock. My so, dick is my wand. Yeah. He was, yeah. So he was Kurt Russell's personal, you know, and I think I found out about that by watching the Big Trouble Little China commentary, or not watching, but listening to the Big Trouble Little China commentary. Uh, dick Warlock, though, was also in Halloween 3. He was the android assassin. He was in the classic Beastmaster 2 through the portal of time. He was scientist number one. But seriously. And uh, Beastmaster 2? Yeah. And I know we're joking about these other roles. Jesus. But dude, like, like we all love some Kurt Russell. We've already expressed our love for Kurt Russell in a previous episode. But to fucking have like a... I would have loved to have been like Kurt Russell's personal stunt double. Of course, I'm not old enough or good looking enough or in Kurt shape Russell-y enough. There's a, there's a lot of things working against me that prevented me from being able to do that. But still that had to be a pretty fucking sweet gig, right? You got to work with some prominent directors. You got to be on some fucking kick-ass movies and you got to fucking like hang out with Kurt Russell. Yeah. I, I mean, that's pretty cool. almost like, a dream, you know. Yeah. Then uh, we got a budget of two point five million. The movie made twenty four twenty five point five million. So nice little profit. Yeah, pretty successful movie, right? 
One thing that I want to talk about, and I, and I think we should, I kind of want to start talking about these as we do these movies. And it's something that's overlooked. And I know you, uh, me and Josh were talking about it earlier and he was just talking about like how important it is nowadays. And I never, I hadn't thought about it as much, but remember it was, it was such a big deal in the rental area when you were renting videos and renting VHS tapes and that's the the movie trailers, because that's how you found out about movies, right? New movies, yeah. And so, and when, and as Josh likes to say, a peek behind the curtain. When I'm editing these episodes, which I do very little of nowadays, because um, we've gotten honestly, we've gotten better. We don't have as much dead space. Um, we're not as shitty as we were when we first started. We're still shitty, but we're not as shitty as we were. We do much better, so it's not as much work as it used to be. But one thing I do, if you've listened to any of our episodes, is I take some audio from the movies and I splice it in before we do the plot synopsis. And that generally comes from the movie trailer. And so when I was watching the trailer for Friday the 13th Part 2, I'm just sitting there thinking, like, dude, this is such a quality trailer. Like, the trailer itself is kind of scary, and it makes me want to watch the movie and I just fucking watched the movie and I'm like, dude, this trailer's got yeah. hyped. Let me watch it again. So, you know, before I watched the movie for Halloween two, I was like, let me take a look at the trailer. And, you know, trailers were such a big thing in there. You know, you used to go to, I don't know if people still do it, but it used to be a thing where you had to get to the movies early so you could watch the trailers because you didn't want to miss the trailers. Yeah. It was such a big thing. So I don't know if you guys watched it, but I did watch the trailer for this movie. This one, not as good as, to me, not as good as Friday 13th Part 2. I thought the Friday 13th Part 2 trailer was better, but still, like, you know, it's still kind of, if you didn't know anything about Halloween 2, I feel like the trailer itself did a pretty good job of kind of getting you hyped up for it. Because I think the yeah. tagline in the trailer was um, the uh, God damn it, what was it? The uh, more of the night when he came home or something like that. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. Yeah, that's no, so hold bad. On, hold on, wait a minute. Let me find it. It's like still the night he came home. <laughs> yeah, it's still that night. It's still well, no, that yeah, night. Was, I guess three hours more of him that, coming I home think, that night. Well, that he and did. it's it's He's that, coming home. It's that one guy, <laughs> that that one voice, though. He's like, more of the night when he came home. And I can't do any justice to it. The guy but who still, gargles rocks and smokes 60 cigarettes a day. Well, you know, yeah. you got to be dedicated to your craft. That's right. But anyways, like, did y'all happen to watch the trailer on this movie? No, I did not rush the trailer. I didn't. So here's I think that's a good idea, though, watching the trailer. Here, I was going to say, here's what I'm going to need from you guys. I'm going to need you to start watching the trailers. Make I don't like you. I, I, this, this is a bare minimum podcast. I, I barely watch this movie this, again. This is year two, buddy. We're stepping our game up. <laughs> so, yeah. So here we go. I mean, like, like I said, and we talked about this briefly. And before we turn it over to Josh. Halloween two. Oh uh, no, 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 buddy. I'm sorry. No, no synopsis tonight. Okay, then you know before we just go on talking about the movie, Halloween two was meant to be the conclusion of the Laurie Strode Michael Myers story, and then after yeah. that, 
it was supposed to be an anthology series. And we already, we already talked about that a little bit and like our thoughts about that. And like, if you were going to do that, how would you do that? And maybe it wasn't the best idea to do it with part three. Maybe that should have been something that was with part one. Any further thoughts on that before we wait, wait, see my thought on that situation was this, that they were like, Hey, okay. We're John Carpenter wanted to make this movie. And it was like, Hey, boom. And then they were talking about, uh, and his thought was, was they, well, they started talking about, Hey, that was a success. Let's make more Halloween movies. And then their discussion was like, well, what would can, the idea was is to make it a different topic. It was still a Halloween movie, but just a completely different, th- scary thing. And then they were like, no, it's got to be about Michael Myers. Like, people love this slasher. Like, this is, you know, like, this is the, the he's the, you know, creme de la creme when it comes to, like, this is what people want to see. They want to see Michael Myers. So we want another movie with Michael Myers. And he's like, okay, fine. We'll do another one with him. And then they're like, okay, once they're going to make another one, like you were saying before Bowen, that they decided, okay, now we'll continue with just making it about random shit. And that's what I think, like either do it or don't. Once it was like, oh man, Michael Myers is the bread and butter of this situation. I will right, well, fuck it. Let's just make Halloween movies and he'll be the, he'll be the main I, focus or whatever. I do really wish that. And, and, and not speaking for y'all. I do really, cause I, I would, even if we didn't have this podcast, I would want to read, Taking shape, so I wish, I wish I'd read it. So like, I know, and it's like what me and you were speculating, Daniel. It's all conjecture because you know, yeah. but it does feel like they saw the uh, the writing on the wall. Halloween seventy eight, and then you have Friday thirteenth, and then you have the slasher boom, and yeah. they're like, well, we need to bring back Michael, and because the first one ends. It might be the best horror movie ending ever. The way it ended, so it's like, well, he's you can bring him back, and they see this slasher boom, and they just you know because John Carpenter you know has said he wrote the script in one night with you know drunk off beer, and I think originally he had wanted to do the anthology. Or that was, you know, his his plan for the uh, the franchise, but you know, Mustafa Akkad probably is like, we need Michael, and they yeah. wrote it, and then I I, I don't know, I, I really wish I knew what happened between Halloween two and three, to where they did go back and do that, but yeah, this is the end. This was supposed to be the end of the. The Myers strode, and goddamn, they, you know, well, I hope yeah. you do your stretching because they're, they fucking, you know, Carpenter reaches so hard to pull this story together. You know, obviously he had just seen Empire Strikes Back. We'll talk about it. Well, we have differing opinions on that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, I'm glad we do because that's what makes good I, podcasting. I will say, though, like th- this movie had a definitive end. Like if this was meant to be the end of the Michael Lord Strode saga, like this was it. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Th- there was no room for, if Michael is meant to be just a regular ass person, there was no room for this to have any kind of like 
ah, I got you. I'm back, bitch. Like, he was dead. Yeah. He was fucked. Well, he should have been dead before the end of the movie, but we'll get to that, too. But, like, he died. Loomis died. Like, there was a definitive ending in this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, you could tell Carpenter was, when he wrote the script, I mean, it wasn't supposed to be like a, you know, Laurie drives off in an ambulance and Michael Myers is rotisserie chicken, you know? <laughs> and Loomis. And so, Loomis. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So l- let's get into it. Let's talk about the movie then. So at, at the very beginning of the movie, it's funny that this movie and how, uh, not Halloween, but it's funny that this movie and Friday the 13th part two came out similarly close together or in close proximity, not too far apart. Uh, Josh, you, you're like our chronologist. God damn. I butchered that word. Chronologist. Just fuck. You're the person that keeps track of the time in this podcast. So how far apart roughly were these movies when they came out? Uh, I I would have to look at my notes. I think Daniel has his notes, or had them. Yeah, I got them. Part two and uh, part two of Friday the Thirteenth. Friday was August. Yeah, it was like within a few months, a couple months. August and same year was October. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I've got it in my notes too. I'm just I can't be bothered to turn the page. Just so you know. I mean, that's too much work for this podcast. Again, minimum effort podcast. I don't necessarily agree with that. I do a good amount of work. Just turning the pages isn't one of them. Um, So anyways, so yeah. You just admitted that you don't even edit that much now. Not anymore, but that was because we've gotten better. I know. It's not out of necessity. When we first started. I do a lot of work. What do you mean? Sending me the email to clean feed? I still have to do work, sir. Actually, it was May 1st. (laughs) I I did turn the page. May first, nineteen eighty one is so whenever, uh, there was uh, so okay. yeah, yeah. It's still it's still the same year. It's only what like six seven months apart, something like that. Yeah. But Five both months. of these movies do the same. Wow, that's some quick math. Touche. Dead. Good job, sir. That was like you were on top of that. I'm I wasn't because it was actually six months. Damn it. Okay. Well, never mind. I take October. all. I take all my compliments back. Fuck yeah, you. I'm, I'm terrible. Give them to me, Bone. Sure, Josh. You've got a great beard. And I'm jealous. And I'm like, okay. I actually mean that. I'm being sincere. That okay. makes me fucking jealous because all I can grow is this little bit of fuzz on my chin and a mustache. Compliment. I'm having a kind of a good hair day, but I guess that goes unnoticed with my two best friends, whatever. Well, uh, nobody cares about your hair. We care about that beard that you, you got going on. That shit. Can we acknowledge Look, there was? Quick a, hold on. Hey, I just want to say this real quick and then I will let you say that. There was a point, Josh, where I had a full head of hair. Now, maybe it was three years ago, but I've never had a full beard. So I can't be jealous of your hair when I actually had hair, but I can be jealous of your beard when I never had a beard. Yeah, but Bode, you got to think about it, man. The beard thing, it's like it uh, in the past, um, I don't know how long it's been, where there's been a, an uptick in beard fans, right? It'll eventually go back away. So then your mind will go back to like, eh, whatever. I can't grow a beard anyway. It's my time again, you know? Look. Because if you had a beard, it would be fucking, you know, I, I mean, I'm not trying to, oh shit, I'd love to be able to have a full. Me too. You 
situation. Me but too. It is nice that I don't have to shave every fucking day and like deal with that whole, you know, nonsense of you it. You know, know what? You say that, but I have just enough growth to where yeah. if, if I don't shave every other day, it's visible. So I still yeah. have to do that. It's annoying as hell. Because unlike Josh, if I don't shave every other day, then all of a sudden you can you can see the patches on my face. Yeah. I can still take a Sharpie and color in the top of my head. <laughs> yep. But you could, uh, do you have any type of facial guidelines at work? No. We're, you can do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Pretty yeah. liberal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, if we ever have, you know, if, if this podcast ever takes off and <laughs> we have Patreon, uh, if they donate a certain amount of money, would you do that? What color in my head? Take a, did you take a sharpie to your head? Nobody would notice. Thankfully, I'm tall, so most people don't see the top of my head. That's true. There you That's go. True. All right, getting back, <sighs> leaving the follicles and talking about. You know, I didn't even put it together that Friday Thirteenth was Part Two was released in May yeah. of eighty one. How quick of a fucking turnaround. Oh, and it's was crazy. Friday the 13th. Yeah. To Friday the 13th part two. And it's crazy because Friday the 13th was two was so fucking good. Usually know. they just is like, we got to put another one out now. And they just spit something out. It's fucking terrible. And they did it's, fucking good. With they the did. It's kind of amazing. It's kind it of is. amazing that they were able yeah. to put out something. Um, and, right. you know, we discussed it last, you know, the last time we talked about Friday the 13th. Uh, very mediocre. So, I mean, I guess the bar was not that high to climb over, but yeah, it's, it's baffling how, you know, and then you look at this movie, which there's like a three year gap. So when they do this intro and they have to do a flashback, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, because this still has to remind the VHS boom. Yeah. yeah, you know there were there was more of a need for a flashback here than it was Friday Thirteenth Part Two because Definitely. that movie has just Definitely. come out. But both of them did the same thing. They did it like kind of like, hey, here's the end of the first movie. Yeah, yeah. Let's and, recap. And this movie opens up with Mister Sandman, which yep. I like. I, I love too. Like a lot. Hey, you know, you know what, Mister Sandman is a better song than "Royals" by Lord. So hot take. I don't fucking take that Rolling Stone with your top five hundred songs of all time. And oh, okay, that's that's where it, you're going. Yeah, it is because I'm still salty about. And look, I don't want to. I do like the song "Royals." I think it's catchy. I like the hook. But it's not top thirty of all time. It's not better than Mr. Sam. It's not and and I'm going off tangent here, but stand by me. There's not I think it was like ninety six on the list or something like that. There's not five songs in existence that are better than Stand By Me. But anyways, go ahead, Josh. I'll agree. I'll agree with that. Okay. Daniel. Yes. What other movie Uses Mr. Sandman. 
Do you know this bone? <laughs> Uses it sort of famously. Oh, yeah, oh. Back to the Future. Um, there you go. Yeah. It, oh, but okay. I wanted to throw my little comment in on the Mr. Sandman thing before we start talking about Rolling Stone magazine or whatever. Um, it's funny because I liked it too. And it's really hilarious because uh, Lucas was sitting uh, beside me whenever I – because I, I, I had my notes. We've done this before, you know. And just wanted to rewatch, refresh all that right before we started to record, you know. So I was doing my rewatch, and uh, Lucas is sitting right beside me. And as soon as it starts, Mr. Sandman comes on, and it's funny because like he's looking at his phone and he just looks up, and I look at him, and he's got this look on his face, and it's creeped out. He's got a creeped out look, you know. And it's like I know, right? I was like, isn't it amazing how such a happy, fun sounding song? can be creepy at the same time. And he was like, yeah. And especially because, you know, they're showing, you know, they're like, it's starting up the movie and shit like that. So, um, it was just funny. Cause he, it, I feel like that reaction right there that I saw in Lucas is what the point of whenever they're like, let's play Mr. Sandman here, you know, because it's a happy song, but it's still got the, it's an eerie feeling while watching these things happen, you know? And it, it, it was such an odd choice at this time, which Hollywood tried to replicate later. Yeah. Um, I think the Nightmare on Elm Street remake uh, did an old song about dreaming. Dream, dream, or something. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, that was fucking horrible. <laughs> Wait, are we, are we fucking, are we singing dream, a song? All right, everybody ready? That's it. Not, dream, not, dream, dream, dream. If we're going to sing a hold on. If we're, gonna, if we're going to sing a song together, do do is dream. Is dream. that was it. Well, dream, shit. Dream. Yeah, I was actually going to angle towards us all singing Mr. Sandman, but y'all just went into a duet of... Uh, I thought you were going to join us. What, we were actually, trying to figure it out, man. We were trying to figure I, that song out. Well, I was trying to stay with Halloween. The, hey, so... <laughs> We have not stayed with Halloween this entire podcast for two goddamn hours. You've ruined a bit. <laughs> for two hours. Well, an hour that hasn't been recorded. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so since, since you brought it up, and I know, I know you don't like surprise questions, Daniel, um, but whatever, you got to come up with an answer now. So what what song, and maybe you don't have an answer for this, but I do. What song do you say? <laughs> That's the reason why he's asking you. What this is for both of y'all. What song sounds in your mind sounds kind of creepy, but maybe isn't necessarily a creepy song? Mr. Sandman. Next. Josh Gus. Son of a bitch. I, look, this this is a question that I would need time to uh ponder on. I will say this the creepiest song <sighs> that I know of in movies that isn't supposed to be creepy, but every time I hear it, it this movie has changed my um, view of the song is from Gremlins. Uh, do you hear what I hear? Oh, yeah. No. All right. Cool. California Dreaming. It just, like when I listen to it, I don't know, like the words and the chorus. I don't know. It just sounds kind of creepy to me. And it's really funny, man, because like there's another song. And I love that song. Yeah, and there's another song that's uh 
uh, runaway. It's like my little runaway, run, 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 runaway, whatever, right? Those songs, it's like they're from the beach era, right? Like from uh, I, I Laurel guess Canyon. That was, yeah, uh, uh, what now? Laurel Canyon in California. Oh, is that like what that's they where, officially that's, call it? Yeah, in LA. That's where a lot But you of knew it. what I was meaning. Like, you yeah. know, yeah. But that time, Laurel Canyon or whatever the fuck you said. Sorry, Bone. But the beach area. I mean, the beach era. You're good because I knew what you meant. Oh. I thought you laughed because I called it beach era instead of like whatever he just. No, called. no, I didn't. I didn't know the term. I laughed because you're a funny guy and I think you're hilarious and I commend you oh. for that, sir. Yeah. Thanks a lot, bud. Sometimes yes, it's hard to read. But anyway, well, those that's songs, because I'm it's funny because if, yeah, Bone has filled that goddamn nightmare before Christmas bug up several times <laughs> <laughs> to the brim. Had to. I am but actually anyway. drinking A&W root beer right now, zero sugar, which Uh-oh. is fucking fantastic if you've never had it. Like It's so it's, it's funny because root beer, it, hey. oddly, is one that you can go no sugar, and it tastes pretty it's, fucking similar. It's great. It, you really can't take, taste it's, a lot of, uh, of difference. Daniel, there. you're good. Bone, they're not paying us, so don't be plugging no goddamn well, A&W have, root beer. have you fucking tried it? Pay me, and I'll tell you to drink anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pay me. So have you ever had horse piss? Oh I, man, uh, it's so refreshing. Well, Dude, you put that horse dick in your mouth, and you just let it. I am out straight am, from the source. I am out of my good beer. <laughs> oh, that's I'm, I'm down to like beer that's not that great, and I'm just like, Ugh. yeah, might as well go to the original root. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, back what we were talking about with those the songs and shit. Like it seems like the, from that era, like if you put it in a different context, it mm-hmm. seems it seems a little creepy, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I was Sam in agreement with you, Bone, about the um, whatever the fuck you said, California <laughs> yeah. dreaming. Yeah, yeah, and, Ms., and Mr. Sandman is Chef's kiss, perfect. Oh yeah, yeah. no, and I think it's too good. Old. I think H two O reuses it too. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little callback. Yeah. Yep. Um. Okay. But can yeah. we talk about the imprint of Michael Myers? Yes, because that's next it's on my notes. By so all means, cartoony. Sir. It looks it really like it is. Tunes. But not only that, but apparently Michael's soul is so dirty, so filthy, so corrupt that it stained the fucking grass. Yep. Well, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Well, I thought the you were imprint. talking about the outline. The outline, yeah. Yeah, you know, well, I'm talking about the color of the outline. I thought you were talking yeah, about like. Yeah, just so, everything aesthetically. Like when when uh, a cartoon character would run through a wall and you see this big, like, outlandish fucking hole where yeah. it's just, it's the shape of the character that ran through it, which doesn't make any fucking sense. But it's a cartoon, so you forgive it. Here, it's a grown ass man. And like he sudden, had been set on fire and that and, was his well, body ash. And plant. like he's been laying yeah. in the grass for like seven hours. No, yeah, and there's no, no blood. There's no blood color. No, <laughs> that's what is. color you there should is. have. Oh, Lewis I thought that was just like a the dark. grass and he comes away with blood. But you don't oh. see it like in the imprint. I just saw like a darker No, shade, you don't see you know? it in the imprint. He touches the grass. Oh, that's what but I was talking even, about. You didn't see any blood. Yeah. But what's even funnier than all of that is the shape. Of the yeah, body like, that failed. It's just, it's like, <laughs> yeah, 
It literally looks like a <laughs> like fucking chalk line of a victim, like in every yeah. movie. Yeah, his legs are perfectly you, spread apart. You know what have made that imprint better? A couple exclamation points above the head. Yeah, like the surprise. And then it, and then it would have been like a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. No, what would have made it better is if the next couple of scenes we see Michael, we see like cartoon. Tweety Acme? birds around his head. Oh, I thought you would say like he had like an Ac- Acme catalog <laughs> order and shit. Yeah. But yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it's so funny too, man. Cause like, all right, so he goes down and he sees that this body is gone. So after very, you know, you got the neighbor coming out saying, what the hell's going on? Cause he hears all these gunshots. Yeah. But it's just funny, man, because he's like, you know, call the sheriff. Tell him off, and it's just fucking ranting of a madman for this band that just came out of his house. You know, mm-hmm. so who the fuck is this crazy guy? In my neighborhood gunshots. Obviously, it was this dude. He's saying that he got him, and he wants me to call the sheriff. And he's like, I've been fucked with to death, and he's like, you don't know what death is, and runs off. That guy didn't call no fucking sheriff. He fucking was like, thank no, God no. he's running in the up opposite direction and went back hey, to bed. So no, hang on, hang on. Let me just say it right quick because Daniel, sure. you're so close because I had to write it down because it's. Such a funny exchange. What's going on out here? I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. Yeah. You don't know what death is. <laughs> yeah. I was just kind of trying to get through the thought, you know, but yeah, I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. You don't know what death is. Loomis is losing his goddamn mind. Oh, well, this movie. gets progressively <laughs> worse throughout no, no, no. the series. No, he, but well, since you brought it up, and I was going to talk about this a little later, but I'll talk about it now. So Lewis has like a little, not Lewis, Loomis has a little bit of an arc here. So yeah. at the beginning of the movie, he's peak fucking Loomis, right? You don't know what death is. Yeah. But once Ben Tramer gets hit and killed, Loomis, he has like a hit to his confidence, man. And he's not sure of himself anymore. And he's yeah. kind of reserved. He's pulled back. You know, he's not like. Oh man, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm not the right person for this job. But then later on, when we get down the line and the fucking marshal shows up and he finds out that, you know, Michael is Lori's sister, Loomis gets his fucking confidence back and he's back in full force. Yeah. You know, and he's like, we got to get to the hospital. Yeah. Like, and I love, a, like, I he love has a little bit, a little yeah. bit of a character, like, story, you know, and it's, yeah. and it's, Loomis is always and, the best part of these first two movies. I love Loomis. And look, I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to say it. I love John Carpenter, but that's probably all Donald Pleasance too. You know, yeah. Well, it may be, but I'm just talking about the fact that like you can no, see no, no, like no, no. where he loses his confidence. Oh, well, no, I'm sure it's Donald. I'm sure it's Donald Pleasance. I just think it's yeah. a nice little touch, you know, where he's like, he's gun code. Then it's like, well, maybe I'm fucking wrong. I'm not so sure about myself. But then once he gets that affirmation, oh, he's back to 11. Oh, yeah. He's back in business. Yeah. But um, it is crazy because I was thinking the same thing about Loomis, you know, you know, because we have this um, as we go through these movies, you know, Loomis, he does get wilder and wilder, you know, and, and it is funny because in this movie. Like you said, he does have a little bit of an arc and all that. And because he is, and I think that you're right. 
that once he's like, cause he's crazy, crazy, crazy. And then he's fucking, there he is. There he is. Michael Myers has got him so what, like twisted, like wound up, you know, trying to get him that he makes a huge mistake. And then he's like, Oh shit. What the fuck? You know? And it is nice to see that because if you think about it in these other movies, aside from like, I guess you could say Nancy, you know, where they have, um, several movies where they have a thing, you know, like, you know, Jason doesn't have that, you know, aside from the family members, really, you know, Leatherface doesn't Tommy have Jarvis that. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. A little bit with that. But, uh, but you, yeah, actually, I guess that would be the biggest one where you see him in multiple movies where he's like trying to get rid of, but it's also monster. a different actor and they're well, what, so that's, what that's, yeah. that's what I was about to ask is Tommy Jarvis, the only character that was played by a different actor like in these horror movies, is he yeah. the only character that's played by a different actor every time he popped up on screen? Yeah. As, aside, aside from the the girl in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three, because he was only in two movies. Patricia Arquette's character, I'm, I, I draw oh, a blank yeah, on yeah, yeah. right now. Like she didn't have an arc. She had one movie and then she died at the beginning of the next. Tommy Jarvis had an arc. Nancy kind of had an arc. Um, Lori Strode has an arc, right? Yeah. It's funny because Josh, no, I'm trying to think of her name too. And it's hilarious it, because like, I'm trying to draw it from, uh, oh man. I, and I just lost his name too. The strong um, one, the strong one of the dream warriors. Kincaid. Kincaid screaming at her while he's in the uh, junkyard. Like, bitch, how, what are you doing? Why'd you how, put me into this dream? I don't know how you That's what I'm trying Kincaid. to do. I don't know how you forget Kincaid or Joey. What is it? Uh, here we go. It <laughs> is Kristen. 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 There you go. Because remember, yeah. he's screaming her name in the. In the, uh, the the only other character that really has an arc besides Nancy and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is uh, Alice. Yeah, Alice. Now we'll eventually get to those. But yeah, man. Yeah, so, I wasn't trying to put Rain away, but no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I was just saying, like those movies get so disjointed, where Loomis yeah. kind of stays consistent. Kinda. Yeah, exactly. Kind of. Yeah, Look. like I said, it still gets a little wild or whatever, but it is cool to see that that he's got that that's Michael's evil, not Michael's evil, but Michael's like enemy or whatever, and it stays yeah. the same throughout uh, until obviously he dies or whatever. But but it, it is pretty cool, and you do see that little bit of like. How he goes. He, obviously, he goes pretty fucking crazy, but, you know, I just like the Loomis character and how they have that. They have someone hunting this monster in this series of movies. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, I wonder if any kid watched these early Halloweens and was like, I want to be a psychologist who carries yeah. a gun, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like the hard made. Loomis like, loves that gun. He does. <laughs> he he will take it out just to show authority. Oh, it's in he my notes. He takes it out only in front of cops. Yeah. He, only but in front of cops. He loves to take that motherfucker out though and just have like I've got a permit or it heightens my sense of security or whatever. He's always That's my right. what I was trying to think. Yeah. yeah. He's looking at it in front of cops. Like you said, it's he's always looking right. at it in front of cops. Yeah. Like, we get it, Loomis. Put your goddamn revolver away. 
Oh, I wish there was a backstory to that revolver. Like his granddad hit it up God, his ass. That could be a whole during ass yeah. movie. War. During the war. Yeah. Right? Or fucking fended off a bank robbery or something. Yeah. Yep. Just something up his ass. <laughs> yeah. Just can we talk he about the in a music? poker game and he had the hit the you know um the ace up his ass, not up his <laughs> sleeve. I that hit that card s- up my ass. I feel like yeah. if you pulled an ace out of your ass during a poker game, somebody'd be able to smell it. Yeah, but not back in the eighteen hundreds. I'm sure everything's oh, like now everybody smelled like shit. Everybody <laughs> just took a fucking bath in doo doo. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the toilet paper situation was like. Everybody had to smell. You know, that's that. that, God, that's such a wow. I've never really thought about that either until you just put it out there, Josh. Like, what was the toilet paper situation? Like, I feel like I need to research toilet paper now. It's probably poison ivy. Everybody just walked around with bumps in their asshole. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Can we talk about the music in this? Like. Like this yeah, entire movie, right? Look, this movie, the the music is a great uh, encapsulation of Halloween two to Halloween one, and obviously, like I'll spoil my final thoughts, but like it's like the first one, but, but not significantly as good. less. Yeah. yeah, no, that was. I my mean, it's the same. Too. Because the music is like a carnival version. It's the same, yeah. but not the same. Yeah. Yeah. And it's no, like, I agree with you, sir. Yeah. It's weird. Cause it's like, I don't know, because like this is 81. So like synth is, is starting to really find its momentum in movies. And, and I hey, love look, synth. I was about to I say, I was, I was going to say the same thing too. I don't think you're going to find anybody on this podcast that doesn't like synth. Yeah. yeah. Like I, but God, you know what? Uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, sir, but did, did y'all ever listen to the band Dead? Did y'all ever listen to the band Deadsy? Uh-uh. Uh, just that Tom Sawyer cover. Yeah. Well, they also had a, a song, Kitty Gramercy Park. But anyways, they did that synth thing. And look, I like that cover of Tom Sawyer, but I also like that Kitty, uh, Kitty Gramercy Park. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you. I love synth too. Go ahead, sir. Well, well, I love, yeah, I love synth like the synth wave, synth which synth is it. yeah, yeah. But it was like they incorporated synth, but in the wrong way. <laughs> it it felt it honestly felt like um yeah carnival. I can't I cannot think of any other way. It felt like a but not a good carnival like Danny Elfman and Batman. That score feels like a carnival going off the tracks yeah this one just felt i don't know it was just it was so off and it, it's yeah. so noticeable in certain it, parts especially at the beginning yeah it, exactly and then, then i noticed the shit too and it's funny because it's like damn it's like before it was that clean piano and the shit mm-hmm. was great and then now like you said it's the same thing but they just wanted to put a new stank on it and obviously <laughs> a three-year difference you know uh, has a change in you know, like I said, in music, whatever. Seventy eight to eighty one process. It. Yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. So you have that much time of you know uh, music, but anyway, you really notice it whenever because um, it's this whole fucking movie. You're getting this until the we- moment she sees him. Once she sees him in the hospital, you hear you get back to the bum bum, 
and it's back to the old music. Did you notice that? Because then it's yes. good again, and yeah. it's like your heart starts yeah. like skips a beat, and you're in it. You're like, oh shit, this motherfucker's back after you know. You know, it's it's so funny that you say that because a year later, that bump bump, that is so much, uh, more. Uh, I hate coming off like a dumbass. To seven people who listen to this, you're on the wrong. But it's so much like the thing score. If you if you ever listen to the bump, 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 which you know Carpenter would do a a year later, but and that's just yeah, something about that suspenseful. That doesn't say once you get into the '80s, man. You get into this like period where Carpenter uses like a lot of synth sounds on his soundtracks. Um, and probably to greater success in other movies, but they're to me they're always with the exception of this one because like I agree with you on this one. This well, one's I don't not think as, Carpenter did the music to this. Um, I think go back and pull it up. I think he did some. Maybe they just based it off his original. They but, probably based it. Yeah. But you get into like these other movies, like even when you listen to like, um, well, you know, like Big Trouble. I know we talked about it earlier, but and like you talked about the thing, he has like a very distinct sound. And he has like this synthesizer like sound to it, and it works so good in these other movies. It's so good. Yeah, I'm, in this I'm, movie, I'm, not as good. I'll find out. Um, but it, the, it was Ennio Marconi who did the thing. Carpenter actually didn't do that score, but um, but he has like a, a kind of like a heavy like synth bass sound in some of his other movies. Because I, I think it's even in like Escape from New York. Oh, look! I know we're going off on so many tangents here, but Carpenter has actually released like albums, and that are you know, um, uh, just that's what he does now. He just releases albums, and they're so fucking good. And you can get like, uh, I've got one of his albums on my phone. And it's just like scores from his movies. And look, I know it's Mississippi, Texas, so it's kind of hard. But there's nothing better than putting in your headphones and going for a walk like around October and just listening to Carpenter scores. It, you know. What are you talking about? We have parks here. Yeah. Well, I, I highly. Alan Haworth. Carpenter's listed as a composer, but that this ain't Carpenter. This ain't Carpenter. This yeah, is, I think that they pretty much just listed him there because it's going based off of the music he made in the first one. Exactly. But there's guys, like I said, going to do his own yeah, thing with it. It's you know, it's definitely not the same. Tell. Yeah. Can I, I'm a smoker, man. Three hours without a cigarette. We're like, oh yeah, you remember the opening credit scene? <laughs> hey, look, it's, we're past. You get to where you're like, okay, uh, we might want to hurry this shit along. <laughs> okay, look, we're past opening credits, <laughs> but we're not past the first act. No, we're not past something. first scene after the opening credits. No, look, yeah. Do you know what this has in common with Friday Thirteenth Part Two? I never called it till I um. Till today, when I watch this movie for the umpteenth time, both part twos start off with a girl named Alice being killed. It's weird. Oh, that's crazy! Yeah, 
Her Damn. name's Alice. And it's so wild, killed. too, because, like, Michael Myers comes, and he goes into this house with these two... There's two fucking candidates. They are alive. And he don't fuck with them. He just grabs the knife, drops a little blood, contaminates the bitch cutting board, watches a little TV, and leaves. And goes immediately across the street, or across the yard to the other house, to kill this bitch. You know, yeah. it's just like, ah, damn. And she seemed like an innocent, like, well, pure person. <laughs> I've got this in my notes. And in this movie, Michael doesn't kill indiscriminately. He, like, targets certain people. It's young girls and then, yeah. like, their boyfriends. Now, obviously, when he gets to the hospital, it changes a little bit. But, like, out in the wild, he's, like, targeting a certain type of person. Yeah. And I guess and it's, like, a sister old, and her boyfriend. Yeah. Old people don't fit that bill. Yeah. But people that re- that could be similar to his sister, you know. And dogs. Yeah. Yeah, when, well, you got to eat. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, it is funny because, you know, he has that and then he goes. But it's funny that he wastes his time with this chick, though, this Alice that you had, you had said before. Because mm-hmm. he sees immediately the news about survivors are being brought to this hospital. And then he kills this chick and then starts making his way that way. Well, it's weird no, that he didn't start immediately apparently, He didn't start making his way till the kid passed him with the, with the boom uh, box. Boombox. Oh, that's and right. that's what where he heard the that's report. When, the yeah. So, event. yeah, that scene. So, both of these scenes, from what I read, were added in by John Carpenter. The, the yeah. kill of Alice was added in, which probably wasn't which needed, is creepy. But, but you probably added that in because you like you need to kill at the beginning of the movie, like yeah. to establish like the killer. You're going right? way too long without a kill. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then they realized that Michael had no way of knowing that Lori was at the hospital. So, like, oh, hey. Here's this kid in blue jeans and a cowboy hat with a boombox on his ear or on his shoulder, you know, which is like contradictory to so many things that you saw during the 80s. But whatever. He's he's got the boombox and it's got like this fucking and I don't know why he'd be listening to a, the news. I'm assuming he's listening to the radio because I was thinking the same thing. I'm assuming he's listening to the radio and they just cut to that. Yeah, just like they interrupted Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, you, you got that report, which it is so obvious. You've in got this to movie that Night of the Living Dead. It it has always been. It's one of the weird things about Night of the Living Dead. It's free domain, public domain, public yeah. domain. Sorry. Well, so you know what? Since you brought that up, you know you guys know I like to watch the Last Drive In with Joe Bob Briggs, so. On season four of The Last Drive-In, Night of the Living Dead was actually the first movie shown this season. And they talked about the fact it was in the public domain. And I'm going to try to keep this as brief as possible. So apparently, one of the reasons why it's in public domain is the front of the movie was edited. And the part where it has like the trademark or copyright or whatever was cut. And it wasn't in the video. So it immediately went to public domain. Wow. Damn. Yeah, somebody really fucked up there. And he was ta- and somebody Joe, fucked Romero's family. On yeah. Oh, yeah, and Joe Bob was talking about the fact that, like, you know, whenever like somebody gets into horror hosting, one of the first movies they always do is Night of the Living Dead because it's public domain. You can show the entirety of the movie and not have to worry about somebody taking your video down because of you know, yeah, rights. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's crazy. And I feel like we've talked about that before, but that's still very interesting. It's so crazy, you know, like with them cutting the shit out 
it's like you fucked him hard on that. Mm-hmm. But because I remember uh, another thing that was I liked was seeing that at the beginning of the movie, this movie starting by the end of the movie, the end of it's happening. So it kind of shows you that all of this is taking place within like an hour and a half or two hours, you know. But I do want to bring up, like, what the fuck was Michael's plan, you know? Like, okay, I survived. I need to get a weapon to defend myself and to kill people or whatever. And gets that. Then he sees the chick across, like, good point, reminds him of his sister or whatever. Goes and takes care of her. And he goes to the school. Like, because that's pretty much his his thing. Because the boombox is after the school. Because, like you said, he goes after the boombox to the hospital. Now he's got a new mission. He's yeah. got to finish the old mission. But why is yeah, the school cool, is so weird? The school it's, it is odd. Uh, it, it does it seem feels like, just like kind of, filler. Yes, they were it, filling. It's, <clears throat> also yeah. trying to add in like lore. Yeah. Which. But you got to ask yourself, why did he go there? And it makes no sense. At this point in the movie, it's like, why are you adding that? Because they add it at so, the beginning of the third act. Yeah. Which is so unnecessary. feel like we're going to disagree here then. So one of my notes for this movie was the fact, like, and one of my criticisms of Halloween 1 was there was a large portion of the movie that was devoted to Annie, and it was boring as hell. You know, the adventures of Annie didn't need to happen. That could have been yeah. the adventures of Loomis. But one thing I did like about this movie was in those spots where people weren't dying is that they added exposition. They added lore. And it sounds like me and you are on different sides of the fence here. And I, I know that you're against the idea of being of Michael being Lori's sister. But in the sense of let's think about this in the fact that it was supposed to be two movies and it was supposed to be done. And we we're supposed to go into an anthology series. We're making this sequel. We need a reason for Michael to hang around. Okay. To me, it works. See, yeah, I, I, you know, I, obviously we need to bring in like the mediator, Daniel. Uh, I think it, I think once you find out that first off, it makes zero sense. It just plot line wise, it makes zero sense for them to be brother and sister. Uh, on top of that, like once you make, oh, God, it's so stupid. Actually, I'm sorry. Um, once you realize that Michael's only after Lori, you make Michael so much less scary. Yeah, I would agree with that because before he's killing anything, whatever, and then yeah. except know, he's and not because he's not killing anything. Remember, mm-hmm. he, he didn't kill anything. He killed teenage girls and teenage boys mainly, yeah. and dogs. Because like we saw earlier, he let the adults live. And other than yeah. getting a jumpsuit or whatever to wear, he's not he's not just killing everything, which was one of my gripes about like the new Halloween movies was he was killing everything. Yeah, which I love. I love him See, I being like that too. Yeah. My thing was is this that um with the family situation, it's like, all right, look, they could have simply he could have still heard the same fucking news report. Or whatever, but he could have just kept doing his thing. He sees this 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 girl that fits the mo, whatever, goes and takes care of her, and uh, and then just keeps doing that. Eventually, hears this, and he's like, "One of the people survived. That's not what I wanted. I wanted them dead. Go to the hospital to take care of it. It don't matter fuck who it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
that's fine. To me, too, that, but that works. That's a cleaner. I that's a cleaner point A to point and B. A scarier situation. My yeah. counter argument to that would be then, and and I'm not discounting what y'all are saying. I'm just you know just so we can talk about it. But why would he care? I don't know. I don't mean there's, why there's, is he related to Lori? Well, I, I, yeah. exactly. So I mean, you're talking about like flimsy plot threads, right? So there has to be a reason for him to go after Lori. If you want Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie, it can't just be because she got away because why would he care? Because he's a killer. But why would he I care? I don't know. Exactly. Why does he want to kill his fucking sister, his two-month-old sister who was two Because he when- knew she would grow up to be a whore, Josh. That is true. That is true. She she took to Jimmy real quick. Now I she get it. She did. He was fucking caressing her hand while she was. I'm glad you brought that up because it's in my notes. He was caressing her hand while she was asleep or passed out or whatever the fuck it was. And instead of being revulsed like she should have, she's like, oh, yeah, I would love a Coke. Please, Jimmy. Okay. Come kiss first me off, while I'm asleep. First off, Bone, I'd, let, I'd love to see you reject 1981 Lance Guest. I'd love for you to not fall deeply in love with that brown curly hair and those colored eyes that are brown or blue. I don't know. I, don't I, know I would say he's saying. a knockoff Corey Haim, but he came before Corey Haim. Yeah. This dude's way no, he's he's a step above Corey don't Haim. You, don't you don't you dare disparage the Corys. But I mean, it's funny I feel because like... no, Go ahead, Dan. No, I was just going to say, I think this episode should be subtitled Halloween 2 R.I.P. I was just going to say R.I.P. Corey Haim. It feels like we've done a lot of R.I.P.s in this episode. Yeah. Uh, but go ahead. That was. All, all I was going to say was just going more on about uh, Halloween 2 or whatever it was. It's crazy as fuck because in that scene, you know, it's, they have. It's weird because it's like, oh, do these motherfuckers know each other? Do they go to school and they know each other and they've. Kind of flirted in the past because no, it's just, just fucking straight up. He's just fucking EMT. rubbing he her. He, he's, he's rubbing creepy. her hands. No, gently. I know. He, he makes a comment crazy. like his younger brother went to school with her. Yeah, it's really crazy. Like, well, I'm talking about in that immediate before there's any like talking about it. It's like, oh shit, do they no, know each other? Like, oh, that, I can, know? I can tell you what this she's is. Accepted, acceptable to it too, or whatever. You know, I, I can tell you what this is. First off. Lori Strode doesn't have any fucking suitors. You know, there was yeah. Ben Tramer. Now, he did die in a fiery R.I.P. car crash. Yeah. Yeah, R.I.P. Ben Tramer. Now, she doesn't know that, but still, like, her options are limited. So she's open to any kind of affection from anybody. So here comes fucking Jimmy caressing her hands. But Jimmy has to live in the shadow of Bud, the fucking stud of Haddonfield Hospital. Okay, look, I've got a, I've got in my notes. I have to scroll down. I'll just have to remember what I wrote. Uh, obviously, this is Illinois, and uh, for some goddamn reason, uh, it's not miserably cold. Bud runs that shit. Okay, Bud has to be the most. New York person to ever live in Illinois. That motherfucker yeah. might as well be saying gabagool. Forget yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've got it in my notes too, and I don't 
Daniel probably has watched a couple episodes, and Josh, you may remember him from a couple, like a movie. But Bud kind of looks like Walt Flanagan from like comic book men, and then what was it? Um, Chasing Amy. Uh, no, no. Look, this is we're getting off on tangents. Bud is way more attractive than Walt Flanagan. <laughs> Bud can pull. Walt Flanagan ain't pulling nothing but fucking comic books off the shelf. Yep. Oh, you're such a hater. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm just being honest. Like, but anyways, that. But no, I agree with you about the whole New York vibe from fucking Bud. But still, Bud, he ran fucking Haddonfield ICU or whatever it was. Oh, it was Haddonfield Memorial Hospital. Okay, yep. Haddonfield HMH. Yeah, it, yep, because it's all over. Uh, or Jimmy's jacket. Or it could have just been fucking Bud's Pussy Plaza. Hey, let's let's give a shout out to Haddonfield Memorial Hospital. Uh, they do for surgeries ha- <laughs> for having the worst yeah. lighting in the history history of hospitals. Oh, look! You talk about a horror movie trope. This Thank movie's God. fucking it. Thank God for Michael Myers. Because if it weren't for Michael Myers, outside of women giving birth, Lori would be the only patient. Well, yeah, and yeah as I say, you had a teenager, or not the teenagers, but the babies. No, besides the kid I mean, with the razor blade. Honestly, yeah, God, yeah, I, the fucking I, kid with the razor blade. Go okay, ahead. Okay, that's my next note. That is. Sure. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it. And I mean this. This is the scariest and grossest thing that we will probably watch in this entire no retrospective. Fucking doubt, dude. Like you, when parents would tell you, like, "Oh, you gotta be careful about the candy you eat because there might be a razor blade in it." If you wanted people to believe that shit, show them that fucking scene. First off, no. that never. That was. There's been zero cases of that actually. Zero. But I will well, say this: you can tell if a fucking Snickers bar has been opened. Well, that, you know, I don't, I don't know who started that. God damn them to hell! But I will say this: as we're all parents here, <laughs> yeah, we're all parents. How calm was that mother? I mean, what? I'd be freaking the fuck out, dude. I'd be tripping. Which, yeah, you have to be calm for your kid in those moments. But I couldn't be that calm. I could, I I would be hey. losing my. And the kid is, he's like a taking it like a champ. He's like a cow in India. Dude, because he is like kind of little whiny a little bit, you know, like, oh, it's hurting. But I remember before. Look, and I'm not trying to tell off on him, but fuck it, whatever. I remember before Josh became a parent, he would just be kind of like, he kind of had like this uh, fuck your children attitude. They're just kids. I do. I do. And and now he's a parent. Now he's like, he knows what's up. Yeah. yeah, it's funny how of having course. a kid really does change your I mean, yeah. position I'll, I'll, on a lot of things. I, I would, I would, and, and not to be picking on Josh, I was the same way. No, no, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, yeah, until you have kids, you don't know. And I didn't yeah. have kids, so I didn't know. And now yeah. I do know. And it's just, uh, yeah, that's neither here nor there. I think everybody hey. can attest to that. But how does it feel to, to some move? degree? How does it feel? Because I think we're all in the same boat here. I think our kids have all done shit as children that we never did. Like Josh's child is 
like the spokeswoman for like grocery stores in Sweden. We saw those <laughs> cool right. rides. Not, not you know, at all. Not at all. My not daughter's all. like, like played in two state championships and yeah, Daniel's child is fucking learning Pink Floyd songs by ear. Yeah. You know, how does it feel to know that your children are doing more at their age than you did? Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, no, it, it, well, well the, I know you're trying the, to make this as a joke, but it no, there's a there's a part of you that's proud, right? But then there's got to be a part of you just like, God damn, what did I fucking do? Yeah, I'm, I, I mean, I I face that question even now. I mean, <laughs> like it's yeah. like with Bailey, she she played in the state championship this year too. They lost this year, but still, over the course of the two years that she's been playing for the school in softball. They've been no worse than second place. Right? Yeah. And so she's never really been faced with like failure. And then like I'm sitting here like, well, goddamn, I could give you fucking lessons on that. Yeah, I know, right? It's funny because uh like Hayden's in the band, you know, and they did their championship stuff like that and you know Ended very well. I don't, they didn't win like first place in a couple of the things they went to or whatever. But for the most part, they do or they. But they they still high. went to this, they yeah. Really they still went to the championship. No, I didn't ever do shit like that. But like exactly, Lucas, like Lucas, you know, he's joining the band this year, so he hasn't really had an opportunity to get in any of that yet. Yeah, but his ass will be like making these things on the computer and it's like a whole full blown fucking game and he's sharing it with friends and they're playing it and then adding levels to it. It's all kind of crazy shit. And it's like, man, I didn't do none of that as a kid. I played in the fucking trees. That's right? what I did as a kid. And man, you know, I know. And then, like you said, you are proud, but it is just like, man, calm down, bro. You out doing me already. <laughs> right. Like you yeah, you're staging your old dad. Your 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 kids are doing so much more than you ever did. At that age, man, yeah. like like you said, you're you're proud, but then part of you is kind of like, oh man, I sucked. Yeah, get a little jealousy in there. Exactly. Yeah, and then, and then it's like hard both too. In beta club, and I never even got close to beta club. Well, and then it becomes it becomes like you know how do you because your children at this point are only used to succeeding, right? Your 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 children are doing fucking shit you never did. My child's doing shit I've never did. Josh's child's doing shit that he never did. And they're not accustomed to failure. Yeah. And I guess maybe that's where being a parent comes in. So, you know, because we're all some fucking losers, we can like, hey, it's uh, failing's not as bad as you think it is. Let me tell you about it. Yeah, like that's the only thing that we can help them with. We can't help them like give them advice on winning, <laughs> right? Like, hey, your dad can help you with a podcast if you want to know a little bit about this. But other than yeah. that, you're like, yeah, you're gonna have to talk to somebody else. But no, it is it is cool to see, man. And that's and like I had to tell Bailey like when. And like she wasn't really upset about it, but you know, I had to explain to her, like, you know, this is a big deal. For two years in a row, you've your school at that level has been the best in the state because the team you played this year wasn't the same team you played last year. Yeah. So even though you didn't win over the course of two years, you're the best fucking 
team at this level, at this, you know, whatever division it is, you know, you guys are number one. Yeah. You know, she didn't under, she didn't quite understand it last year when they went to the championship game when they won. And the other girls are crying. And I had to explain it to her, like, hey, some of these girls are seniors. This was their only chance to win a state championship. And yep. you guys won it. Like, they're heartbroken. You know? It's, yeah. This is their only chance. And, like, some of these girls are – they aren't going to go on to college. They aren't going to play, you know, college sports and things like that. And, yeah. It's it's a weird position to be in to have to, you know, explain to your child about losing. When all they know is winning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully, I guess, you know, we're well-versed in not winning. Yeah. But exactly. once again, it's – it's a good thing when, you know, your children are doing so well. Yeah, you know, I think we've all been fortunate to where all of our children have, like, had things that they've been really successful at, more so than their parents. Once again, we've made this joke before. Uh, I guess the worst thing that could happen is that all of our children band together and form a podcast and force us out. That would be pretty crazy to see. What do you think about it, Josh? And. It's so crazy because um, I don't know if it's just, <clears throat> excuse me, us growing up in the generation we did um, as opposed to our parents. And I think we can all sort of attest to this, but how important life lessons are. are yeah. And how to, you know, and. Imp- not impose them on our kids, but just because life isn't anything but a big fucking lesson. Yep. You know, you either learn from it or you don't. Um, you don't really pass or fail. You learn or you don't. And I did come in on the last of Bailey not winning the state championship. And that's, that's a part of life, and that's something you have to cope with or learn how to cope with, or you don't learn. You don't pass or fail. And it's so yeah. funny because having a child sort of brings that new perspective. Revelation. Yeah, on on just life in general. Um, you know, my daughter isn't old enough to, to learn those lessons yet, but no, nah, it's, you know. But even then, your daughter has been pretty successful. I mean, what what are we defining success as, though? She's a spokeswoman for a grocery store. No, she's not. She she was she was was, that's look. I I know you're exaggerating about a spokeswoman for a grocery store, but but the fact that she was like on a poster, yeah, you're downplaying store. That's still that's that's yeah. I was gonna say you're six year old. I'm probably over exaggerating, but I would say that you're probably downplaying slightly because that's but you were that's that's not shit that happens for just every fucking child. Exactly. No, that's very true, and it definitely doesn't happen. For us growing up in central Mississippi. That's where it would happen. The more best, than likely happen. I would the best, be someone, oh, the yeah, best I had like, was I had like a drawing I did for a school contest in North Carolina. 
it got posted on the window of a food lion. This is before food lion got busted for bad meat. <laughs> for anybody Jesus. keeping up with food lion fucking stuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just happened to bad lion. I'm just saying, you know, it's it's nice that all of our children are doing so well. It is. It, it is. is. Uh and, and, for then, the, and then it's kind of sad that the three of us well, no, we, uh, you know, I say that, but like, truth be told, we don't, we don't suck. We, yeah, we, right. we've all done adequate, but our children have just done more than we have at our age. And w- when we were their age, our children have all done more than us. Just in that statement there, it shows that we have done something. You know what I mean? We've raised our children to be what they are. Well, we're talking about Halloween two for three hours. That's got to be something. Yeah. Spending our time wisely. Hey, I, can we talk about Bud just openly smoking a joint in the break room? Yeah, right well, in the but, fucking well, middle of everything. I tried to talk about Bud earlier, and you were just like dismissive of Bud, but Bud is I, a stud. No, you were dismissive, calling uh, him saying that he looks like Walt Flanagan. Well, he does no. kind of, but Bud is the fucking star of this movie. Um, Sam, Sam, wrong. He is the coolest person in the movie. He is. He, he yeah. borderlines. He, he he toes the line on being a creep. No, that's fucking Jimmy. It's both of them, honestly. I think Bud is grooming yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> he is because uh, like Bud's way more successful with like hitting on the ladies and getting them to do yeah. shit. Bud's like, or, or Jimmy just kind of looks and is like, okay, dude, what did he do? They touched no. her hand. I guess Bud, he's Jimmy. With. Bud is trying is to teach one him. reject away from being the proto incel. Bud is trying to teach life lessons to Jimmy. Like, look, dude, okay. you're overthinking this job. This job is just about getting laid. Yeah. Look, I know, you know, like this isn't a bro podcast because we're not really bros. So when I say this, this is the most broiest thing I've. I've said on this podcast. Are we about to play Call of Duty after this podcast? I don't even know what that is. No, I'm joking. Well, you were talking uh, about no. bros. No, I know. But, and I mean this 100%. And I'm including the drunk doctor. And I'm including oh my God. Bud. <sighs> this is the sexiest hospital. <laughs> Dude. 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 Every every nurse in this movie is a straight ten almost. Dude, <laughs> it is so funny you say that because I don't think I wrote it down, but I was thinking it when I was making my notes for this movie. Like this fucking hospital is almost like a porno. I I, I don't I, I I wouldn't say that, but like if this the movie director like, definitely if, had like. Something if you took Michael Myers out of this movie and just had people fucking. Oh, it's five stars. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Instead of Halloween 2, this was Humpaween 2. That's okay, Bum. Humpaween, that's not bad. I off am, the top of your head? Off yeah, the top of your I mean, head right now? Yeah, that's okay. Exactly. Oh, that was literally. Muffin ween. Muffin ween. Too. Well, you had 10 seconds to think about it. <laughs> but, okay, even Nurse Alvet, I don't know. Everybody is just 
yeah. in Fuego. They're 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 so attractive. Uh, Nurse yeah, Alves. Moving on from Bud. But um, you had mentioned that doctor a minute ago. And the doctor, that shit was so funny because it's like, oh, yeah, he'd come in and he'd drunk his shit. And it's like, okay, yeah, maybe the, y'all don't have a whole lot of shit. Y'all aren't that busy in this town a lot, you know, besides, you know, having the babies there or whatever. So it's just like whatever. But your doctor so that's on call shouldn't be getting fucking trashed, you know? It's like, holy shit. He comes back. He's drunk as hell. They're having to coffee him up so he can sew this chick up. It's just crazy. I love it because that's probably how it was in the eighties. Oh, yeah, like I could see I mean, that. Like you always talk about our small town Mississippi well, and shit. Like that's how I could see it in Carthage. Like, yeah. oh damn, I knew but I should got fucked up would, tonight. I knew something would, was gonna happen. Would the hospitals be that dark? I don't know. They might just this, leave half. They're trying to save on the electricity and only turn on I, half the lights. I guess this is the darkest fucking hospital I've ever seen. Yeah, this shit is so dark. Yeah. That's why I said I'm able to kill so many people. But it is funny because uh, I'm trying to think. I, I, I was originally thinking it might have been during one of the hospital kills, but I think it was that first kill when uh, they used the uh, the darkness in the mask to come out of the mm-hmm. darkness. That was the first kill, right? Uh, yeah, they, it was kind of a jump scare kill on that one. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure if it was the needle. Remember the needle or um, in the eye of the doctor that we're yeah, talking about? Yeah, they, they so definitely harken yes. back to the first one with that one because it's yeah. so effective. The needle in the fucking eye. And then he immediately kills her with the skull with the needle. I wasn't sure if that's whenever he came into frame with on that kill or if it was the first kill. It, it, it was the uh, the nurse who... It, hang on. Yeah. Okay. Of course, the security officer is fat. Yeah. I think that's just an unspoken requirement in Hollywood. It was the 80s. Yeah, no. And it's Paul Blart, every security officer is fat. Well, in movies. I cannot defend Paul Blart. So. I'd hope you wouldn't. I've never, I've, I've never seen a Paul Blart movie. Well, you shouldn't watch any Kevin James movie. Not unless like, what did there's Kevin hostages James involved. Whatever. Let's move on from Kevin James. He's not a part of this. Daniel is fucking seething. I over thought there. that you were. I thought that you were about <laughs> to say, "What has Kevin James ever done to you, Josh?" <laughs> hey, did anybody recognize the coroner? No. He's Whenever they were checking scene. Ben Tramer's dental records and shit. Yeah. Well, not dental records, but checking his, to see if it was Michael. Uh, it's the Jaws deputy from Jaws 1 and 2. But yeah, Uh-oh. it's the deputy from Jaws. I watch Jaws like probably once every six months. It's yeah. flawless. But um, well, I mean, it's not. And that, I am but- trying to move this along for Daniel. I do love that in this movie, the cops actually do their jobs, unlike in Texas. <laughs> and I do love the mob gathering outside the Myers house. I like house. how you've mistaken Texas for Jackson, Mississippi. Well, no, I was talking really- about the school shooting, the recent school shooting, and I can't even pronounce the word. That's the reason why I just said Texas. Because I don't watch any news reports. I just read. What is it? U- U- it's Uvalde, I think. 
Okay. Yeah. Hey, so how about since you brought up the cops, this one thing I did like is the first movie was a bunch of like Loomis fucking off the rails nonsense, right? Which we all agreed yeah. was great. We all loved it. We were all hoping for that Loomis buddy cop adventure. But how about at the beginning of this movie, the, the sheriff was like, look, Loomis, I'm tired of your shit. I am so close to fucking saying, get the fuck out of here. They were just like, you know what? We've had enough of your ramblings. We've had enough of you and waving this gun around. We've had enough of you counting your goddamn bullets. We're done. Yeah, until, exactly. Until his deputy shows up. Because they get him out of the movie. Yeah. And rightfully so. Plot-wise, you it makes uh, sense for him to leave. But like the, uh, this deputy who runs up to Brackett, his acting. Yeah. <laughs> Lee. It's Annie. <laughs> yeah. So they pulled three bodies from the Breckett house. And one of them was Annie. Yeah. The deputy seemed it. more distraught than the sheriff. I know, right? The deputy <laughs> was like, about to, he he was about to break down. He's like, Oh my god. It's yeah. Annie. And then who the fuck leaves her eyes open? Because they had already put her on their gurney, covered her up with a sheet. Well, like, well, Brackett's on its way. Or, or, or that's his name, right? Leave Brackett. her eyes open. He's going to want to dramatically like, yeah. close them. <laughs> He'll want to, well, trust me, I, I know him. He'll want to close those eyes. I think that's because the actress that played Annie, you know, when all her boring scenes in part one, they knew that she couldn't fucking keep her eyes closed without overacting. So if you yeah. noticed, when she's fucking dead and you can't see me doing air quotes but she's dead her fucking eyes are still moving are they oh my god i yes. didn't notice that if you watch it closely they're fucking going crazy well you did watch this on your blu-ray collection which on your 100 inch tv yeah good god but yeah that shit's crazy haters. man i love dr but loomis's yeah. overcoat in this movie like i love it like I, I want me like a rain overcoat like that. It's, I love it. I'm just going Is through it my different notes from here. the first movie. I thought he was wearing the same. No, it's shit. the same one. It's the same one. I just yeah. I love he it. just I love loves it. it, Daniel. God damn! Can people not? <laughs> can Josh not love fashion without you criticizing him? Yeah. You know what I loved? Oh, I like the shirt. And that was that's oh, yeah. funny. The bold use, or not the bold use, but the use of like bold reds, the color, like the blood, the lights when Lori is running from Michael. It looks so good. There's also a little bit of green in this, like when fuck them greens. (laughs) When Loomis and um, Nurse Marion. Or in the car, like just Marion, who had from no the, reason to come back from the no, no, but nope. God bless her; she got a payday. The actress, uh, just green. I look, yeah. I, th- I thought this movie. I thought I think Rick Rosenthal did a competent job. And, and yeah, we talked about this before, Josh Daniel, on the previous episode. But the Reds are almost like Jallo. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're they're very fucking bold. It's yeah. like you're watching Italian horror. Yeah, yeah like whenever the blood's dripping off the bed, it looks like a candle wax hey. or like a red wax is being uh, So 
melted. It pops. It one pops. thing yeah. that I kind of noticed, and like if you look at the difference between part one and part two, when you look at part one with the scenes with Michael, he's on the periphery, right? He's on like the the outside of the shots or on the outer edge. He's not the focus. But when you come to part two, Michael's the focus of the shots. What, how'd y'all feel about that? I didn't have a problem with I it. Like I think it. they're two different movies because I well, think the first one, this one is more slasher. Yeah, it is. It's, but theoretically, the way it was designed, it's supposed to be the continuation of the same story, right? But you kind of make that transition. Like I said, you know, part one is kind of almost through like Lori's perspective and yeah, part Andy two. Yeah, stalking before the kill. Exactly. And part two is more of, Let's do this from Michael's perspective. It's yeah, also and like he's just killing. In a certain way, Michael's angrier. Well, yeah. I mean, if you ran into with fucking tight jeans and a boom box, wouldn't you be mad? Uh I'm mad that I don't have a boom box. Okay, look, here's my next notes, sure. and I'm going to direct this towards, yeah, here we go. Uh, wait, 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 what? Okay, never mind. You just answered it, because I say you're going to direct this towards, and then you just fucking trailed off. This is for both of y'all. All right. Jesus uh, Christ, Bone was on top of that. Bone is on one. Uh, these flashbacks are so dumb. This no is where shit. the franchise makes a misstep, in my opinion. Uh, when you see the flashbacks of Lori and her quote unquote mother, mm-hmm. and this is the actual dialogue, uh, I told you I'm not your mother, which is great. And yeah. I have to ask Daniel this to you. How many times did Lynn say that to you? I mean, she said it to me four times a week. <laughs> it's like, it is crazy. I told like, you, what? I'm not your yeah. mother. It's like, Who? Mom, when you make me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I told I you. I told you I'm not <clears throat> your mother. Like, God, usually whenever someone fucking adopts, you know, they really want to keep that conversation. They're hoping it never happens, but they know they have to have it with them. They want to keep it on the DL. It. And she's like, we're going to keep this out in the open the whole time. We're not going to let it what? be a secret at all. What did Lori say to her to... To, to receive get that, that response. response. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, because she is. She's like, I told you, I'm not your mother, dude. Like that's... she definitely, the dad wanted a kid. She definitely didn't. Oh, you, you get yeah. From that scene, you get that feeling, right? The dad yeah. wanted to adopt. The mom was like, "Fucking hell, that's gonna inter- interfere with fucking margarita night." Yeah, exactly. You're like, yeah, I can't get plastered. And fucking do whatever it is I do. Fucking Lori's mom. Yeah, obviously didn't. God damn it, Bone. She's not. How many times do we have to tell you? She's not her mother. That's right. Lori's Lori's foster mom obviously didn't want a fucking kid. She just wanted to keep having fucking singles night. I can only assume, based on that conversation, and maybe this is a stretch. I don't know. But I assume that they were fucking swingers. And they were fucking doing like husband and wife swapping, and she was getting that DP, and her husband yeah. was fucking getting pegged by somebody else. I don't know, 
But she didn't want to give up that lifestyle in fucking 1981 Haddonfield, Illinois. But the dad was like, look, at some point, we got to be respectable. We can't keep fucking swapping wise with the Joneses. No, that's that's a thousand percent what happened because I thought the exact same thing. When they're like, Lori, we tried to contact your parents. They're not at the country club and they're not at their house. I'm going to tell you what happened. They hooked up with another couple. Yeah. You know, and this is before cell phones. And they went off and had like fuck fest 1981 journey style. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're listening yeah, they're to it with arms wide open. Just suck. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Fuck fest 1981 journey style. Let's throw a Creed song in here. With arms what? wide open. That's Creed. With arms wide open. What's the other one? By uh, Journey. Any way you want it. That would probably no, be a better. Journey orgy. has a with- that. That would be a better orgy song though. Any way you want it. That's the way you no, need it. Any way you want it. Ah. No, they're slow fucking. They're slow fucking. They got a slow song, but it's not with arms wide open. Um. It's open arms. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, Apologies. Apologies to the Creed fans. Look, as much as Scott Stapp wanted to have a fucking orgy, it wasn't happening. He wanted to have an orgy with the Holy Ghost, Jesus, and God, okay? Jesus Christ. Why are we talking about Creed? I still say we do the because Creed you versus got the, Nickelback episode. We're talking about Creed because you got the song wrong. Hey, what do y'all think Michael Myers' finger tastes like? Probably like shit. That's the same thing. Like he, I know that we've made the dog comment, but you know he hasn't washed his hands since he's killed all these people. But also this fucking dog. It's more likely the dog has some type of disease than the people. Man, I was gonna say. You know, it's funny you say that. I was gonna say he probably tastes like a the coat of a German Shepherd. Yeah, Jesus, it's fucking terrible. But it is so nasty. You it's like, how do you think, not fucking tell? Exactly. You would think she'd know the difference. Exactly. Like, dude, bud, why haven't you washed your hands? It tastes like asshole. Well, let's, let's, what does bud's fingers taste like? Probably Asshole. Bud. Apparently, Probably bud. apparently yeah, it tastes buddy. like asshole if she didn't fucking know the difference. Weed or cigarettes? Yeah. Well, but yeah. Hey, let's be real. Bud's fingers. They're a fucking menagerie of other people. Hey, look, Bud's fingers have been places. Yeah, been more places. That's why I said. <laughs> that's why I'm saying they're a menagerie of other people. Men, women, whatever. Bud doesn't care. Bud's just there. Bud's. It's almost like um, um, uh, God damn it. Um, oh my god, I'm drawing a fucking blank. The Quentin Tarantino movie, Kill Bill. When he says, my name is Buck and I'm here to fuck. Yeah. It's almost like, my name is Bud yeah. and I'm here to fuck. I That's mean, Bud. I'm sure like Tarantino probably took that. Uh, Daniel, I'm going to rely on you. Can you sing that song Bud sang? Can you sing it for us right now? Sing the song Bud Oh, sang. I can. I can. I know, I, okay, I know. I want Daniel to. I don't know what song it is. I'm trying to think. All right, Bone, you want to sing it together? Yeah, sing it, um, Bone. Y'all, y'all oh. sing. Y'all sing a song. So Daniel could 
take a quick nap. <laughs> it's something like amazing, amazing grace. Amazing grace. Uh, I need please you to sit, sit on, on my yeah, face. Yeah, please sit on my face. <laughs> Don't make me cry. I need your pie. And that's it. That's it. Oh, bud. I, to- I, I told you bud was the best character. So. I was going to say that in my notes. I didn't. We, we're just fucking all over the place, whatever. But let's bring it back to Loomis for a second. Because in the first movie, Loomis is my favorite part. And I told you that the movie needs more Loomis. It needs more Loomis going off the rails. In this movie, we have a Loomis arc where Loomis is. He's still fucking full throttle. Then he pulls back a little bit because he's doubting himself. But then he gets a little bit of like reassurance and Loomis is back to full tilt. And Loomis, at one point when Marion's like, hey, look, the governor ordered you back to the sanitarium. And Loomis is just like, you know what? Fuck the governor. I do what I want. He doesn't have authority on me. Let's go to the hospital. And he fucking pulls a gun on the marshal. And he's like, yo, take me to the hospital, bitch. Yeah. I like the, I like the part when he does that, when he's like, uh, you know, what is that that you do? Your warning shot and just blast. He ain't fucking around. Shoots a fucking, fucking window out. Yeah. And then the next scene, like they just cut to the fucking car fucking breaking and, and uh, turning. I would love if they. In the road. It's awesome. If they. If the next, like he shoots, and the next time, like it cuts back to Lori, who's doing her thing. I think she's in the car with Jimmy, which we'll get to, which I think is phenomenal. But I love, I would love if they cut back to Nurse Mary and Loomis in the um, Ranger, and Loomis is talking, but they can't hear him because he shot a fucking gun in a car, and they're like. Yeah. My hearing, I can't hear you. What what are you saying? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is would be bad because he's always fucking screaming something. <laughs> but it is funny because talking about shooting guns and shit, it's so funny how like he sees Michael. He they get back to the hospital. They see Michael, and he blasts his ass again. Right, blasts his ass like another five or six times or something like that. You know, and. On average, he's six. still shooting him. In, yeah, <laughs> six times on average. Yeah, so he's fucking shooting him center mass, and it's fucking hilarious because Laurie gets this goddamn gun a little bit later. Oh, they run, look. they get away. She gets the gun. She shoots him square in the fucking face twice. Like she knows what the fuck she's doing. Lewis, why you been? Which obviously that don't help, but at least she fucking tried. It look, uh. This might be like the only time I make reference to this in the history of our podcast. Um, Laurie would not make it as a stormtrooper. They that? would fire her immediately because she can oh, hit. Because she's too good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so since you brought it up, you were talking about the number of shots. I counted these shots. Loomis shot him five times. He's kind of like Booker T five times, five times, five times, five times, five times. Yeah. Was that four or five? Yeah, one more. Five times. So he shot him five times at that point. Now, 
you're probably thinking like, well, this is a revolver. He should only have six shots, even though Loomis shot him seven times earlier with a six-shot revolver, Yeah, whatever. But he did take the gun from the security guard that he fucking told, like, hey, look, dude, don't go near that corpse. I've seen this shit happen before. I shot him six times, even though it was seven times, but I shot him a number of times on average, which equaled six. He's not dead. Don't fucking go near him. And the guy's like, whoop do fucking do? I'm a no, marshal, so let me get you, close. You can't blame. No, but you can't blame the marshal in that. Because the marshal's not privy to knowing that Michael Myers is superhuman. So, of course, like. Well, he's also not privy to the fact that Loomis is a licensed firearm carrier. He did not show his. He, he did, did not offer to he show on, his. He only talked about his permit in the first movie. Yeah. Okay. As we're winding down right now, I do want to circle back because we'll never talk about Halloween 2 ever again. Ever. I do want to circle back. I love the... I love just in the script of how, like, Lori's in a car. Her savior, who you think is her savior, comes to her rescue. Yeah. You talking about the fucking creeper? Uh, Yeah, I'm talking about... Jimmy Blue Eyes. Let me rub your hand while you're sleeping. Look, they were yeah, both into it. Look, yeah, they were both into it. But he comes in, and I do love how he gives away her position mm. by suffering a grade three concussion, who I'm sure... I mean, look, this motherfucker is probably going to pull an Aaron Hernandez later on in life if he, you know... Well... It's that... He's like the one character that wasn't mentioned in the reboot, right? No, because no, Danny McBride, wasn't. Danny McBride, but Danny McBride and and what's the director's name? David Gordon Green. Get it right. They they brought everybody back to be killed in the second movie, which absolutely sucked. Um, but they brought all those characters to be back to be killed, with the exception of Jimmy. No. Did Jimmy, did Jimmy show up to die? Why would he? Well, he's a creeper. No, the second movie... Did they bring... Oh. No, the second movie doesn't exist in this timeline. That's right. You're right. That's right. You, that's why they didn't bring him back to die. <laughs> well, excuse me. Yeah, Let me because the brother-sister storyline is fucking stupid. That still has nothing to do with fucking Jimmy... That's the reason why they didn't include part two. They went to a fucking hospital in the 2000 whatever fucking sequel. You can't even remember two one year ago? Uh, I, I, 2021's dead to me. <laughs> you're more dead to me than your dead mother. Daniel yeah. is fading so fast. Daniel, I've never seen Daniel like this. I wish we were... We should like record these and post these on YouTube just so... I got it. We're not even ready to be actually putting these podcasts. On we air. we shouldn't be putting this shit on YouTube. We're we're getting better though. I will say that we're getting better. There's a lot less junk than what there was when I, we first started. Look, the, I think this is a good episode. I do. The, no, it is. The editing process back in the day was so much longer than what it is now. But Daniel, yeah, what's Courtney cooking tonight? 
I don't even know. I don't know. She's probably yeah. fucking packing my shit up and throwing me the fuck out. No, Court, sure. Courtney loves this podcast, and she's been yeah. a, a valued. She loves more than me. She's been a valued <laughs> contributor. What three or four times now? Yep. Something and like that. Co- and yeah. Courtney is always welcomed in this podcast. Well, for sure. And she might replace Daniel. She might very episode. well replace Daniel after this. All right. <laughs> All right, God so, damn it, God damn it! I don't, I don't well, want to. Hey, well, I, lose Daniel. Here, well, we so don't want to lose Daniel, but no, we can't just get to our final thoughts. I know we don't want to lose Daniel, but there's still a. So one thing I want to, I, I want to talk about real quick, and then we can fucking move to our final thoughts, Daniel. Okay. Yeah, make your face. What face? I'm sitting here, stone cold face, hey, looking like hey, nothing. Hey. But before you get hey, to yours, because you this, hey, this wasn't to the this wasn't thoughts. no this wasn't final thoughts. I had something else to say, but I was going to say this before beforehand. Look, I appreciate you guys. Y'all are my best friends, and I appreciate no, your contributions to this podcast. No problem, and Mitchell's too, even though he's not here as much. Uh, but where anyways, is this going? I know no, this is nothing. Like a, it's not. I was just saying, is, like, I appreciate you guys. <laughs> Goddamn, Josh, not everything's a fucking bit. This would just be me saying, like, hey, I appreciate you guys. You fucking negative motherfucker. No, I just know you, Bone. This is where you... Do you? You give us a... Nope, it is not. A pat on the back, and then you... A little rub no. on my tushy, nope, and then you not. just try to slap my nuts. <laughs> it's it's not that, actually. That, that was funny. That was, that was pretty clever. Uh, that was funny. Yeah, good job there, but it's not. But, um... Jeez. What I was going to say is, in this movie, <laughs> in this movie, and yep. one of my complaints about the first movie was the pacing, right? You, um, once this feels again, like a final thoughts. It's not a final thought, but this is just something to talk about, then we can transition to final thoughts. Well, we can transition to the showdown. Then we can transition to final thoughts. But in this movie, I feel like, and this may sound blasphemous or whatever, you know, it is what it is. I feel like the pacing was a little better. Like, I, the first movie is a classic and rightfully so, but there was a large dead space with the, in the first movie. At least in this movie, the spaces that didn't have anything going on were filled with expedition. Exposition. You can tell I've been drinking a little bit. Exposition. You can tell Daniel's also very... And (laughs) lore. (laughs) Been drinking water. (laughs) Yeah, I do like that. I do like the fact that there's exposition and lore. It, It does fill the gaps a little bit better than, hey, here's Annie fucking stuck in the window for 10 minutes. I also think yeah. that's the difference between uh, a traditional slasher and Halloween. I mean, Halloween is a slasher, but it's also a, you know, what they would call today uh, elevated horror. I do think that. Uh, and look, uh, I get what you're saying. I do. I do. Because this movie does move at a more brisk pace than the first one. But did y'all notice that 
when Marion was talking to Loomis, she said Michael's parents were killed. Yeah, like two out two years later or some and shit. It was it a car crash? Well, that's what part four says. Oh, okay. I couldn't remember. Yeah, they well there no, had to be No, Lori dies in a car crash in part That's what that's how I was explaining the parents, part four. She does in a car Their crash. parents had to die. There had to be a reason to get Lori to foster parents. Yeah. Like, but I, we're I, killed. I it, when 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 I hear the word killed, I don't think car crash. Not in a scary movie. Well, not in Josh, a slasher. I think as yeah. part six taught us, there's this cult, and it's the cult of Thorn. You know, this is the long game. It that is. is true. Yeah, it's the long Indeed. game. Indeedly, eedly, oh. <laughs> I, look, I'm I'm loving you right now, Bone. I'm loving you. I, you are. On cloud nine, I'm also loving Daniel because it's it's the two dichotomies of y'all right now. Like Bone is just feeling it; he's loving it. Daniel hates every word that comes out of mine and your stupid fucking mouth right now. Daniel. No, it's not like that. Daniel, Daniel has been checked out for the past hour. <laughs> Where'd you get that shirt? From? Two hours, huh? Where'd you get that shirt from? Uh, I don't know. I've had it for a decade. I'm not sure. Probably hot topic. Was it? It wasn't. I think Ga- it was like probably Target. Was it Gallenberg? Target. No, this isn't a. It's always sunny in Philadelphia shirt. Oh, is it? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there was a fucking bar in. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Whatever. Okay, so let's well, get. You're to- definitely wrong. I bought the shirt with a reason, and it's because it's a sunny shirt. I like that. Shirt. It's sunny. It's always sunny. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I was in fucking Entertain Mart yesterday, and they had Arrested Development Season 1 and Season 2 on DVD for like $3.75 a piece. On DVD, though? I know, but still, it's fucking Arrested Development Season 1 and 2. I just quoted Arrested Development on our text chain, and nobody said shit. Well, if you texted at 3 a.m. in the morning, I probably didn't have a fucking muscle cramp to wake me up at that time. Ever ever it's since I had... banana, Michael. How much could it cost? $10? Oh, no, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, I did see that one. <laughs> yeah. All Look, right, right. ever since I had my surgery on my Achilles tendon, my left leg tends to cramp up if I sleep for more than four hours, and it's really fucking annoying. That sounds horrible, dude. It is. is it is because you can't you can't just lay in bed. You have to get up and walk it out. Otherwise, it's yep. going to tighten up on you and it's going to be a pain in the fucking dick. You should probably um, Ex- exercise more. I know. Yeah. Not be a lazy piece of shit. I know. Thank no, you, no, Josh. No. no, look, this is coming from me. So I'm just saying, like, yeah. Anyway. So what I was getting at was the final scene or the final confrontation. Michael gets shot in the eyes twice, which I'm assuming is by the Marshall's gun because Loomis at this point has fired five shots. Although we have seen before that his gun is special and it holds seven bullets. Yeah. But Michael gets shot in the eyes twice. He gets shot in each eye. Both of them bleed, but it's not what you expect from a close range bullet wound to the fucking face. There's no exit wounds. 
and there's a surprisingly lack of blood. No, well, I do love the blood coming from the eye holes in the mask. You know what? At this point, though, they've established that Michael is sort of supernatural, and I just go with it. I do. I do. Which, and then Loomis ignites. He, he sets off the fucking um, oxygen tanks or whatever it is. He, he he sets them to full tilt, and he lights the tanks, which I do like this. A little continuity, which you don't always see in horror movies. With the cigarette lighter that he, he got from the deputy. Exactly. Yeah. The yellow lighter that he got from the deputy, which means that Chekhov's gun is still alive and well. Yep. It's Chekhov's lighter. In this case, yes. Yep. But yeah. And then you get a definitive end to Loomis and to Michael. It's not. But What's not? To what but you and say that. At, a lot of at the time. But the, let's, let's real quick, let's just talk about the fact that Laurie shot him in the face two times. Yep. At relatively close range. And he didn't die. There should have been fucking exit wounds in his skull. Uh, maybe he's just got really, really strong, like occipital bones. You know what I mean? And it really just blinded him. So now these movies that we see after the fact are all his other senses helping him to kill and murder. Maybe. And then, yeah. That 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 seems like a little bit of a stretch, but I guess maybe. I mean, he is supernatural, so he might have supernatural eyeball bones. Maybe. Mm, okay. So, when you watched this movie, and I don't know where you, I can't remember what you said two hours ago at the beginning of this podcast, but when you watched this movie originally, and I don't know if this is before part four or before part five or whatever, did you think this was the end of Michael Myers? I was too late for that. I already knew that there was going to, there are, there had already been a whole lot more movies. Mm. Yeah. So there's kind of a hard question. To so I how did, shit like how, 1995. well then let me ask you this question. I feel like I know the answer to this question. If you lie, goddammit, we'll know based on previous statements from Daniel Sanders. How did you feel when Halloween three came out and there was no Michael Myers? I didn't watch that movie for a long ass time because there was no Michael Myers. I'm like, what, there's one without Michael Myers? Yeah, it's about some shit. So it was a long fucking time. Part three came out in 1982. I probably watched it in like 1998. So 16 years. And then Josh, I watched it once. Same fucking question for you. Uh, Yeah, I avoided Halloween 3 for the longest time. Even as a fan. Did uh, you hate it as much as Daniel? Halloween three, yes. No, no, well, no, obviously not as much as Daniel. Daniel, fucking reviled the movie. Obviously, based on his rankings. Yeah. Would uh, Josh? Would yeah. you let Tom Atkins make sweet love to you every day, twice on Sunday? Daniel, as much no, as I'm you hate, sexual. as much as you hate Halloween three. No, but he is, he's a good at being a dude. 
Like I can see how he can pull for sure. That dude, that dude in the fucking eighties was a man. Yeah. Oh, that was a goddamn swimming in it. Yeah. Yeah. Swimming in it. Yeah. We talking about mustaches. That's a mustache to beat the band. Fucking a. Yeah. So I love Tom Atkins. I love Tom Atkins. I'm like Darcy from your Joe Bob Briggs shirt. I'm I'm like Darcy. I love Tom Atkins. Oh yeah. And like he was fucking pulling right at the beginning of the fog. Oh dude, he just picked up a hitchhiker named Jamie Lee Curtis and they're like I'm in bored. the fucking sack. You're we don't bored. have anything else to do. Let's fuck. So beautiful. On, I just want to put this out there. I did the math on this. I counted the bullets. Now there's, it, it may be one off, and I'll explain this to you. Podcast should be called "I Did the Math." I did the math. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. I did the math. Donald Pleasance or Doctor Loomis shot Michael Myers a total of twelve times, unless one of those bullets in part two missed. Because there is a shot of a light fixture seemingly getting hit by a bullet. So let's assume for a second that that bullet missed Michael and hit the light fixture only. Then, in that case, Donald Pleasant shot him 11 times. Okay, we're getting off in the weeds 11, 12. What's the difference, really? Well, I'm just saying. Unless you're a Texas cop. God damn. Anyways, shot him 11 times. Shot him first time, seven times at the beginning of the movie. Shot him five times subsequent times and then Jamie Lee Curtis shot him two times so he was shot 14 or 13 depending on the math times yeah it was over a dozen for sure and then burnt like a rotisserie chicken yep oh I bet you Michael tasted pretty good then I bet his fingers taste diet <laughs> Josh yeah, is, finger looking good at that point Josh is a cannibal confirmed I'm, yep. I'm just saying Probably tasted better than when Buck's old lady tasted him. You know what? Yep. Before we get to final thoughts, one last thought. And Daniel, you can <laughs> We've quit had rolling. like one last you, thought. Like the last. <laughs> Daniel, you can quit rolling your fucking eyes. I'm just looking around, dude. It's not really Daniel, this eyes. is this is gonna win like a Peabody podcast. Peabody. Okay. Peabody. I can assure you it's not. Maybe if you use some of your contacts out there on the boats. I know you're like got fucking nationwide contacts, Daniel. I actually tell a lot of people on the boats to check out this podcast. <laughs> I think I'm gonna stop doing that as much. <laughs> it probably doesn't help your reputation. Yeah. So I'm getting fired next week. Final final thought on this though. No, you said one, you had one, one last little This is it. This is it. So one thing I do really appreciate about this movie is it avoids the fucking, it avoids the, the cliched like final confrontation, so to speak. Like this is, like Michael comes into the room. You know, Loomis gets stabbed. Laura shoots him twice. Loomis fucking sets off the tanks, lights the lighter, and they blow up. But it's not this long drawn out confrontation between the final girl and the big bad. This is as much as I love Friday the 13th. Some of those conversations can be drawn out and seem kind of, seem kind of a little out there. This one's a little bit more, 
I guess grounded, maybe. I mean, you did mention that he got shot 11 times, so I don't know what you mean by grounded. Well, I, I just meant the confrontation. Take out the fact that he got shot 12 or 11 times. I don't and, know. Two, and two of those being in the eyeball. <laughs> I I love a good final girl monster showdown. So I, I don't really cotton to that opinion. I feel like that type of showdown is better saved for a Van Damme movie where he's getting his ass kicked and all of a sudden he has a realization and then he's like, oh, I can win this fight. All I got to do is believe well, in myself. Not every movie's Lionheart, okay? Or Bloodsport. I'm tired. You shouldn't have Bloodsport. I don't. I just, I go hard for Lionheart. All right, Daniel, final thoughts, ratings. Um, and how tired of you? How tired listen, are you? Also, give us on a five stars. How tired of you? Listen to podcast? Daniel breathe a sigh of relief when you asked him that question. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Uh, what was the rating on the tired of the podcast thing again? Yeah, just one to five. It's the same five? ratings we use. Oh, okay. Um, no, but seriously, all, in all uh, seriousness, Halloween two. When it comes to it, I um, I have in the past, you know, start like on Halloween. You know, whenever we would do this, I've talked about this before. I talked about this the last time, but I'd do a little Halloween a thon, you know. And I've, obviously, Halloween two comes right after Halloween because it picks up right after. You kind of have to, right? But it. Sometimes it does feel a little bit like a chore. You know what I mean? Like I do enjoy it, but sometimes it is like, you know, it's not as welcoming whenever it's like, hell yeah, I'm about to start Friday. And if I do start Friday at the first one, which I normally don't, but if I do, those first four movies are about to be, it's going to be fun. I may enjoy this, you know, with Halloween, the second one, sometimes I just watch the first one, you know? So, like you said, it's some of it does seem like filler. Like they were like, Hey, we want Michael back. We want, we want another one. Michael said, okay, what we'll do is we'll make it work. And you kind of feel like that, you know, but I do like Halloween too, but, uh, not as much as Halloween one. So I gave it like two and a half stars, two and a half stars for Halloween two for me. That's fair. That's fair. That's it. That is fair. I guess um, I'll go next. Bone yes. is. I don't know what Bone's doing, but I, I respect it. <laughs> Maybe it's trying to get the juices going in his head. Um, to me, this movie is a lot like when you see um, two siblings who they obviously share the same DNA, but one is way more attractive. You know? Yeah. That's Halloween and Halloween 2. Like, Halloween 1 is going to grow up to be the uh, the bell of the ball prom queen. Yeah. And Halloween 2, it has the same DNA, technically, as its older sibling. But it's just, it's a little thicker in the wrong places, you know? The bone structure is not... A cutter. 
and it cut in their yeah. face. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't it, hide it, the cuts. It's not quite the same. Yeah. And and to me, Halloween 2 is a reaction to the slasher genre. You know, we didn't even touch on it, but this is actually a Dino De, De Laurentiis production. There's a lot to get into there because Dino De Laurentiis did a lot of movies. Um, did a lot of movies that I really like. But this is Halloween stepping out of the shadows of what was at the time a cult classic, now a classic, and embracing the slasher genre, so it's going to be different. I, um, I like this movie. I do. I, you know, obviously they amped up the, the, the gore and the kills and no worse for the wear in my opinion. Cause that's what, that's what I get. That's where the slasher genre is heading. Three stars, three stars for me. It's a good movie. Yeah. Wow. So Josh and I agree on this one. I'll go ahead and say it up front. I give it three stars. I enjoyed the movie. I think it was a fine sequel. I think even without Halloween one, if this was just a standalone movie, you would have a nice little slasher movie that people could enjoy. Um, I think it, you know, maybe it doesn't get the same recognition as it does. If it's its own standalone movie as it does now with it being Halloween part two, but the movie did what it needed to do in relation to the first movie. I thought the story was well enough. I know that the plot thread of Lori being Michael's sister is divisive. You know, some of us disagree with it, Josh. Some of us don't have a problem with it, me. Um, but either or... I think Daniel's more on my side than your side. Where yeah. We don't count Daniel in this situation. He passed out 30 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Either or, you know... That's it's not such a huge part of the movie that it matters that much. But I think if you only watch this movie as a standalone thing, it could still be it's still an enjoyable movie. It's still fun. I like the I like how they fill the gaps in this movie a little bit more than the first movie. I still think the first movie is a better movie, but at least when this movie has downtime, it's filled with exposition, it's filled with plot points that move the movie forward. You know, Josh talked about the gore being a little bit more than what it was in the first movie. Um, from what I read, that was actually a direction of John Carpenter, who was like, hey, you know, look, we've got to be on par with other movies. This is where the genre is going. I have no problem with it. I thought the movie was fine. I give it three stars. I enjoyed it. I had fun watching it. It's not a horrible movie by any means. Yeah, it's a good movie. I like it. Um, I wish The Mask could have been a little bit better little bit better than what it was, but I guess that's what Same happens. Mask. Same when, mask. Well, that's what I was gonna say is I guess that's what happens when you leave it under a mat under somebody's bed for a year or two or three and yeah, that person's like a heavy three. smoker. And it I love just killers it. the mask. Um, I love it. But, I love it. Because look, because look, spoiler alert, from here on out, the mask is worse. Well yes. you say you love it, but it was supposed to be like an hour later when the movie picks up. 
So, I mean, but no, the mask looked fine. Um, but I'm just saying. Oh, like, trust I, me. When I we get into enjoyed. Four, five, and six, and it's hey, horrible. These are my final thoughts, not Josh Lindsay's. I know. I'm sorry. And I liked Bud. Um, Bud was a stupid character, but still a fun character. No, but I enjoyed Halloween too. Three stars. Blah, blah, blah. Three stars. Okay. Yeah, we were almost right on right on the money with that. Not one. not you at your two and a half. You That's where the her. almost part came in. As look, because we're winding down. I'm Daniel hates these impromptu questions. And I'm throwing it to you, brother. He does. And you, Bone. Of the movies we covered, let's go ahead and rank them. Because we're gonna be doing this later on. Let's just let's just see where we're at. Um I I can go first to give Daniel a, f- a few minutes to think about this. So okay. I don't even understand. Uh, he's question. talking about. So we've covered what four movies, five movies. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, five Friday Thirteenth. We've ranked them all, have we? So Texas Chainsaw Massacre is number one. Halloween gotta, is number two. Friday Thirteenth Part Two is number three. Halloween Two is number. Four. And what's the other movie we covered? Friday 13th. <laughs> oh, Friday 13th. It's five. There you go. Uh, same ranking, except flip Halloween and Texas Chainsaw for me. Yeah, I didn't pay attention, so I'm just going to go with what I would think. I gave um, you extra Halloween. time. Uh, I would go with Halloween, uh, Friday 13th Part 2, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Friday Thirteenth, Halloween too. Wow, you know what, Daniel? I do respect yeah. you for putting Friday Thirteenth Part Two above Texas Chainsaw Massacre because honestly, I wrestled with that. Yeah. Well, in terms of what would I want to rewatch, it would have to be Friday Thirteenth Part Two above Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Then, for yeah. me, I do think Texas Chainsaw Massacre is more important of a movie. It's a better movie. I respect your opinions, no matter how. I respect your opinions, no matter how wrong they may be. But Daniel, I, I do love this. I, I do love this question. Actually, you prefer Friday Thirteenth over this one, Halloween Two. Yeah, like if I were going to be like rewatching something, I'm sure that I would uh, watch Friday Thirteenth before I watch Halloween Two. Okay, that's. Interesting. And it's okay. not by much. I mean, because I, I gave Friday 13 three stars, gave this one two and a half. So it's not by much. It's not leaps and bounds, you know? No, I know. I, I mean, it's slim margins once you get past, as we go on with this retrospective, yeah. it's slim margins for a lot of these movies. But, yeah, that's interesting. Okay. I was just curious. So, Halloween part to 1981 that's in the books we've given our ratings you got a three-star rating from josh myself and you got a two and a half star rating from daniel sanders so write that write that down your little journals or whatever it is you do or not i don't give a fuck but thank you for listening this is very unreasonable things and we'll be back again next time with whatever movie we cover next. Thank you for listening. Hey, Bye. Bye.